0: What is going on, everybody? This is the Eat Sleep Elite Repeat Podcast, your weekly AEW review and breakdown. How's it going, everybody? I am the Duke of the Rips. They also call me the Digital Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. They call me the Neon Space Ranger. How's it going, everybody? Uh, This is my boy, Charlie. How's it going there, bud?
1: Hello. uh,
0: Yeah, so this week on the podcast, we got some uh, really cool stuff to talk about. I'll get into all that in a second. But before that, we have a couple of orders of business to take care of. Before we get into the other orders of business to take care of, before we get into the actual show, <laughs> um, which is make sure you guys if you haven't known this might be the first time you guys are listening to this podcast, you know. Uh if you have not already, make sure you go ahead and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Bane Duke, that's D-A-N-E-D-U-K-E on Twitter. And sorry, it's X dot com, I guess, now, it's not Twitter. And you can follow Charlie at O Charlie with an X instead of an A. Anyway. You must have known. Hey, Did you see it coming? Hey, Holy man. shit. Anyway. <laughs> fucking podstradamus strikes again anyway um but yeah so um before we actually get into everything because we have our favorites so i would like to start with a little bit of positivity but before we get into that i just want to let everybody know what we're gonna be talking about today we talking about our grand slam three thoughts the big wwe releases that we got this week and who we possibly could be see joining AEW out of those releases <laughs> uh I'd, I'd like um mustafa ali thank you anyway um we have the, the reliance on social media that AEW seems to have in order to sell tickets last minute. Um, and I, I think, uh, not not to jump the gun, but I think you're going to maybe suggest in that that we probably should do that a little bit before the shows. So that way, maybe we get even bigger numbers. But anyway, um, but I don't know if that's your idea. And uh, we had a bunch of title changes this week, obviously, we're going to talk about. Let me say that again. We had a bunch of title changes. I'm speaking really fast this week. I'm in really good mood because of the Starfield game I've been playing. And we're also going to be... Giving you our predictions for the Wrestle Dream pay per view coming up this Sunday. Well, it's not this Sunday. Is it this Sunday? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, a this Sunday. Sunday. Fuck, AW so officially
1: released that uh, Wrestle Dream theme, by the way, and holy shit.
0: Like the anime sounding shit. That sounds it's super so dope. So
1: good. So good.
0: All right, and that being said, though, we'll obviously get into uh, the actual show now, which I believe, Charlie. That means we're going to our favorites, and I believe that means that you'll be. Uh, if you will uh, kicking off the uh, game for us, uh, the tee is ready. The fifty yard—it's placed on the fifty-yard line, right? Or is it the sixty? Where, where are we? Where, where? Okay, first of all, before you get into it, where, where is the ball placed for kickoffs? The oh,
1: geez, line? it changed uh, recently. I, I, I want to say thirty-five. I'm going to say 35. That sounds
0: right. I, I'll go with it. Hello, what have we here?
1: And it's safe to say, for the first time this year, my—you know—because we we like to do our award show at the end of the year. And for, I think, four and a half, five months now, my favorite Dynamite match has been Kenny versus El Hijo Del Vikingo. It has officially changed. And it's this week's MJF Samoa Joe for the AEW World Championship. Dude, I can't say enough about this. I mean, seriously, this was just another fantastic main event. When we talk about MJF's championship reign, and we're going through each and every match, Every match is going to stick out as one you remember because of how fucking great he's been in every single match. Every match feels different too, and I think Brian Danielson didn't
0: exist. It's gonna be hard to not argue that MJF is wrestler of the
1: year. (laughs) Yeah, like this, I I I think it's safe to say already. To he has been the best championship reign, like world champion run in AEW. I think this is the best title run with the world title that we've had yet. Um. Cause there hasn't been any clunkiness to it at all. Like I I genuinely and I know I'm just kinda sitting here pontificating about it, but like I genuinely think what he's doing with this title is on another level. Now what he's doing at WrestleDream, that could be another discussion. Like maybe we should be defending this title and he's not, but you know, there's more pay per views now. We're working more in, and as long as he's on the show, I think that's good for getting your champion on the show. Now so the match. I, I thought Samoa Joe healed it up here perfectly. Samoa Joe has kind of been our big bad since collision launched. Right. And he's kind of moved from that big bad of one show to the big bad of AEW for the better part of a couple months now. And I I'm so glad that Samoa Joe is in the spot. He's still the most dominant champion in ROH. He's he's, if he hasn't broken the record, he's getting close to breaking Jay Lethal's record with that television title. And I just, I think these guys that they do such a good job here because is it safe to say, going into the match, we know Samoa Joe's not going to win, bearing you know maybe MJF gets concussed mid-match. We'll talk about that in a little bit, uh, and and plans change, right? Bearing that, it feels pretty good to know that MJF's like going to win this. So they have another job of selling you that story. And I got to tell you, you MJF Joe really sold it to me because I thought there was a moment, there was a chance he could win. And I guess it's all about finding that moment of disbelief, right? Uh, how can we not talk about the kangaroo kick? How the fuck did he get this over? <laughs> seriously, seriously. As soon as he puts his hands in that position, the crowd goes nuts. Um, he tries to get his dives out of the way. And, you know, Joe's just, Joe doesn't care. He's, he's letting it happen. Um, eventually, Adam Cole makes his way out there. He injures himself, jumping off the ramp. And, uh, you know, he, he's trying to help kind of MJF retain, but not really cheating because their faces, but, you know, you're always expecting a little bit of shenanigans. Um, MJF managed to get a roll up for two before getting a sleeper of his own. Joe ran into the corner. Paul Turner leaps to the floor to avoid taking the bump. Um, then a throwback to where Adam Cole tosses MJF a rope and he puts it around Joe's throat until Joe passes out. And I believe that's a throwback to the CM Punk Samoa Joe match, correct? I be- or or it's MGF and CM Punk, it's one of them.
0: And um, I mean, definitely it, they've had those kinds of finishes. It's just a wrestling thing. It's just you know, it's, yeah. It's about- I think
1: it's how Punk choked out Samoa Joe. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I think that's how Punk did it. And yeah, this is kind a of a throwback of- to that. Um, no, actually, I here. think
0: Punk, no, actually, you know what, you're right, it was with Punk, because Punk, he choked Punk out the same way. I don't think it was with the same thing, but it was a similar idea, where he was, like, yeah. goozled around the neck with something, and then hit it from the ref, and then choked him out, you know what I mean? Like, So he chokes
1: um, him out in that sleeper, he, he fucking hugs Paul Turner to, <laughs> so Cole hides the evidence, and um, when Joe comes back, you know, he shoved at him Cole, MGF stands like, what are you doing, bro? Um, Joe offered a handshake, and MGF shook it. So, you know, I I think that's the definition of respect, right? Maybe that's a little bit of his uh, Ring of Honor kicking into him. But what'd you think of this match? And just uh, another just phenomenal MJF title defense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I loved the little pre-video that they did. Like that was like the reference. Was that like a Pepsi oh, yeah. ad or something back in the day that they were referencing with some football it was player? My Bret crazy? Hart
1: gimmick. Something Bret oh, Hart Oh, it was a Bret Hart. That's right. Bret Hart had that. I, How did I, I, I not forgot. mention that? You're totally right. Yes. Yeah,
0: no, there was a little subtle. Uh, MJF loves stuff like that, so I'm not surprised. Like, the little reference to the, you know, and, uh, and he mixed into scumbaggery by telling the child that he was adopted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> just great MJF. MJF he's is our scumbag. Really. Yep. We had, the, we had this chance in the match. The crap was cooking with this match. Max, I think, is probably better at selling than anybody when he's at his best, and I think he was in this match. Um, and I don't think that's a ridicu- ridiculous thing to say brian danielson's great um i think orange cassie may be the greatest current wrestler that, that's selling ever but like i think max is right imagine that match oh my god anyway um oh, give me that at uh full gear please anyway what i want um but yeah um uh, Ma- max hit this one flip off of the top rope at one point that was incredibly athletic and with how big his motherfucking chest is that has to be hard to do you know like well max um, is lunging
1: around some weight
0: he is uh, definitely a, uh, a a limber fellow, if you, if you will. Um, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, the kangaroo kick, like you said, there was a Death Valley driver on the edge of the apron, bro. That th- there was just been crazy spots. The year there was a urinog a Uranagi through a table. They did the pile driver on the exposed floor spot. Um, you you already said it, but this might be dynamite match of the year. This was just insane. They deleted the nards um has anybody kicked out of the muscle buster if they have it's been very few people
1: i i was trying to think that and um yeah that, that was kind of the moment where i i i felt like i uh i i my disbelief was like gone for a second like oh, is he gonna do it because of that mm-hmm. um
0: yeah so but
1: it's I, possible but I, I would have to few. look but I don't think anyone has an AEW.
0: At least not since he's won that title, I would think. Yeah, but I mean, maybe. and talk about maybe, the definition maybe, of a
1: move. That's... Maybe in
0: a tag match, someone like broke it up, but that doesn't really count. You know what I mean? Because they probably still would have lost. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, Paul Turner and Adam Cole did take some some nasty looking like uh, landings on their legs. Paul Turner looked like he like tore a calf or something at the end of the match. Like, hopefully they're Dude. okay. Um, and like you said, the respect spot at the end, I'm surprised to see that from Joe, but Joe knows when he gets his ass kicked, so, you know, um, or it gets cheated out of a win and he can't do anything about it. But yeah, so uh, the the Ring of Honor of it all is just such a nice flavor because it makes it feel like Ring of Honor is almost as important, if not as important, as AEW. So just everything about this is just incredible.
1: Couldn't agree more. And, I, you know, I think... I... Ring of honor is one of those things where I I feel like some people, they still have that opinion of, ah, there's too many titles going around, you know, this and that. But I think when these titles are involved, it makes them matter just that much more. And I think it was a really big week for AW titles or uh, for ring of honor titles. Speaking of that, what was, uh, what was your favorite this week? Did we have anything to do with some ring of honor over there? yeah
0: buddy the opening match of dynamite grand slam eddie kingston versus claudio castagnoli for the ring of honor world championship and the new japan strong openweight championship uh first of all eddie's pop when the crowd when he hit this fucking <laughs> area oh my god the new york crowd was behind eddie and arthur ash and um, and Eddie got to cook here, man. He got to have the all Japan style of match that we know he loves to have. Not that that's all he does, he obviously has influences from lots of areas in wrestling, and he got to do all of it here. Um, we had some fuck him up Eddie chants Um, also, side note even because we're talking about the opening of dynamite we had rick Abani on commentary during this i, I nice. say i love that because of all the rick of the, 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 all the rick of honor all the all the ring of honor stuff um all the rick of, uh, it makes sense to have rick Abani there for that so i love that the rick of bone zone is now bone on dynamite
1: zone, baby
0: dynamite rampage i think he's been on rampage anyway definitely not get, get rick bone on rampage that's what we need anyway or was he this week he might have been ah who do you know what yep. fuck it the rampage. dynamite rampage collision ring of honor all the rick of bones all the all the rick of bones zone now anyway it's all japan vibes like i said the crowd was on fire for eddie there were super hard chops they were beating the absolute shit out of each other hard hitting as fuck i mean that's literally all i can say that's what this match was it was just a brutal beating of each other they were trying to earn each other's respect and uh you kicked out of the ricola bomb and then after hitting a series of Uticans as well as some head drops, and you knew the match was starting to kick into full gear, <laughs> it was starting to kick into full gear when Eddie started to do the head drops. Because anyone that knows an all, Japan match knows so when people start getting dropped on their head, that's when the match needs to end quickly before someone dies, you know? Um, <laughs> and at the end of this match, Eddie Kingston raises both championships. Eddie has become a double champion. He's now gone from being a no world champion to being a two time world champ well sorry two separate world champions at the same time one in ring of honor one in new japan and not only has he done that but he got the real prize charlie he earned claudio castagnoli's respect finally
1: what an awesome awesome moment and i i think this is one of those matches where the crowd didn't care if it was going to be a 20 minute match or a two minute match they just wanted eddie to win they didn't care how it happened as long as their guy won right? And he fucking did. So, so excited for Eddie in this situation here.
0: Um, but one hundred percent. And I remember saying to you, I don't know how they're gonna follow up. Claudio It's just like fantastic greatest champion. But like, which we'll go through in a second. But like, my god, Charlie, Eddie Kingston is now the top guy in both Ring of Honor and New Japan Strong. I mean,
1: having that's gotta Eddie be at the face of Ring of Honor. Such a great decision. It is <sighs> such a great decision. Because I mean, whether whether people like it or not, I mean, having these guys champions in Ring of Honor, it's going to tune more eyes in.
0: I mean, and just can like get that AEW run, run
1: finally. Give me all the matches, just like another title run that a title change that happened on AEW. I guarantee you, that's going to get some more people to tune in to Ring of Honor because that's what these do. I care, dude. There's probably people that have never watched Ring of Honor before that have tuned in for the Shibata title reign, which he had another awesome match this week that we'll talk about. So, but Claudio's title reign, right? This is his second one, 284 days. Just real quick, what as as a whole in general, what have you thought of this title reign? Since I mean, you've been covering it week to week here. You've covered the entire thing beginning to end, both of them. So just as, as the Ring of Honor guy here, how have you felt about your world champions? Uh, I'm about to do here? a
0: big thing about Ring of Honor that I haven't had the chance to do. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, but I'm going to be a big point that I think I've been kind of noticing for a long time. Um, an undercurrent that has been going on in the background of the Athena show has been sort of this idea that Ring of Honor is where you go to do wrestling. Eddie Kingston said in his promos this week, heading over to Ring of Honor after he won the title, that that's what, where you do, you ring of honor, you wrestle. That's what you do. You have wrestling matches in Ring of Honor. That's what it's been to the last, however long since they, you know, last 30 episodes of Ring of Con. um, has been this idea. This is a wrestling show this is where you come to wrestle. We have honor here, you know, um, Ring of Honor. There's still cheating heels and stuff like that and weird, you know, mystical fucking cults and stuff like that. But besides that, it's mostly, you know, honorable stuff for the most part, unless you consider Athena, but whatever. She still has respect for some of her opponents. So there you go. Um, but the undercurrent, while Athena has been the story and the heartbeat of Ring of Honor, Claudio Castagnoli has been like the blood and the organs that of keeping the thing running with that wrestling style. Um, so Eddie Kingston is about as perfect as a follow up as you can get to that.
1: Very well put. So, 284-day title reign. Let's go through all of his defenses now. He had 10 successful defenses. So, we, we go all the way back to December 10th, 2022, where he defeats Chris Jericho at ROH Final Battle to become the two-time Ring of Honor champion. His first defense, about four weeks later, AW Dark Elevation where he defeats Josh Woods. I've never heard minutes. of that show. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember at the time we were like, Hey, this is, this is something you can get to get us to care about some elevation here. Uh, funny enough, that was at the climate pledge arena, which is where we'll be this weekend for uh Russell dream. We, we jump forward two weeks later at the ROH Jay Briscoe tribute, Dre uh, Jay Briscoe tribute and celebration of life where Claudio defeats Christopher Danos in a little over 13 minutes. Oh, uh, next week after that, AW dark elevation, 100, Claudio Castagnoli defeats Blake Christian in seven minutes. Um, and then we flash forward a month later. where ROH on Honor Club number one, where Claudio Castagnoli defeats A.R. Fox. And I remember you and I, we came on this show talking about the first episode of Honor Club and how much we loved it. And this match was a big reason why. That first episode of Honor Club is out of this fucking world. I will still. It's like two and a half hours long, but it follows so well. It's insane that that is insane and that's honestly one of the reasons i'm so glad honor club exists right because you're gonna have people eventually go back and watch that because like oh there's completionists out there there's people still watching wwe from the fucking 2010s and shit because they're completionists it's what they do and ring of honor they're gonna be like i gotta see every title defense so let me just i let me go to the first episode (laughs) you're in for a good one there and then we jump forward a month a month and a week later about six weeks later to the first at SuperCard of Honor, Claudio defeats Eddie Kingston in twenty minutes. Very good match. Uh, the following week, he defeats Metalik on Honor Club Number Seven. Three weeks after that, he defeats Robbie Eagles on Honor Club Number Ten, which is the match I was uh, lucky enough to Robbie, see. Robbie, 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 Robbie. Um, he doesn't have a title defense for two months, and he was in involved in one of the main AEW programs, so this makes perfect sense. And he had been defending it a bunch anyways at that point, as you could tell. So at rampage ninety-nine, he defeats Commander by referee's decision by referee's decision in 13 minutes. We then jumped to Death Before Dishonor. The match was changed a week before, and he ends up fighting Pac. This was supposed to be Mark Briscoe, correct? Yes. And Mark Briscoe was injured. They changed it last minute. It's a match of the pack. Phenomenal match. Death before Dishonor 2023. Which that was July 21st. Yeah, Uh, it was Mark Briscoe, and I think the vibe everybody had at the time because Claudia was so tied up with the stuff going on with the
0: Blackpool Combat Club at the time was that he was probably going to lose there, presumably.
1: Claudia was in the main program of the summer, so it, it made sense that, you know, now we move forward. That program's still going. He's a little locked up still, so another six weeks later at Honor Club 29, he defeats Rocky Romero. That was his last successful title defense because two weeks after that is Grand Slam. So, yeah, this was a long title reign, it was three three quarters of the year, and it was a very, very good title reign at the end of the day. And it I seems think he- like
0: they started to trust this reign more after the first couple of matches in terms of the time it gave matches, but that meant that they probably gave out less matches for it because of that. But, I mean, I think that ended up working out in the long run for the reign.
1: I think it did. And, like you said, we're going to look back on... There's a couple title reigns with this Ring of Honor that we're going to look back on, and, and Athena's going to be Athena's the main Athena's going to go down as the greatest Ring of Honor champion of all time. It's not even close. Yeah. Like. And she, she really held those... She's held it together in the women's division and in the course of the show. And then Claudio and our Trios titles have been kind of the mainstays since Honor Club started. And, you know, as you guys know, we're going to be talking about the Trios titles in a little bit. So, that being said, that's kind of it for our favorites today. And... Before we jump into all the results that we have with the Ring of Honor, you know, Dynamite Rampage and Collision, not much left to talk about with Dynamite, but um, we will get to those. We got some news that we'd like to take care of here. And kind of the last thing, since we were just talking a little bit of New Japan, is uh, Kevin Kelly, he had confirmed a couple weeks ago on Twitter, formerly Twitter, x.com, that he is not going to be on New Japan for that much longer. Which I think we all saw coming. You're not gonna fucking fly back and forth every week. Like that it's just kind of unreasonable. Kevin Kelly's gonna call New Japan destruction at Ryogoku at October 9th, Wrestle Kingdom eighteen and New Year's Dash, and those will be his last New Japan shows. He's the current play by play commentator for AW Collision. But Super J Cast were the first to report that Walker Stewart will be the new voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling Commentary. And uh, post wrestling's John Pollock independently confirmed the report. Walker's worked with new South pro future stars of wrestling mission pro. He's done a little GCW work. And I listened to a commentary reel that Walker put out Duke. This guy has a voice. I, and he, it sounds like the guy that found him is the same one. That's found Kevin Kelly, the same one that found Ian Riccaboni, And there's another name I'm, I'm fucking blanking on, but uh, the guy's like a fucking talent scout for commentary. And seemingly, it sounds like Walker's just kind of someone that's been living his dream, doing smaller independent wrestling shows. It seems and he's like that's gonna... the way
0: that it starts out for a lot of these people. I think if he... you yeah. if you even listen to Jim Ross, like he would just do like small like when he wasn't doing. I think it's like Tony Schiavone was doing like local fucking colleges and shit like that and stuff. like And then he eventually got up to the bigger colleges and was doing like I think college football games at one point,
1: right? Before he ended up coming back to yeah. Um, and, I could be wrong about that, but you know, something along those lines. And now Walker's going straight from that to being the main guy in new Japan. And you can't ask for a better companion than Chris Charlton over there. Chris Charlton is such a great color color commentator. So, uh, very excited for Walker. And, um, I think this bodes well for Kevin Kelly and AEW because I, I think we can already see the future of AEW being set up right before. I mean, Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGinnis in my opinion is, my favorite commentary team ever in all of wrestling. So you, <laughs> I think I have a little bias there with that, but uh, cause Nigel was my favorite guy in NXT and you combine my favorite guy in new Japan. It's like, well, here you go. Just add sprinkling some Chuck Taylor and maybe I'm set. Um But that was, uh that, that team was
0: getting good. thrown off the air instantly for the comments <laughs> they make. Holy shit.
1: Give me, give me a team of Chuck Taylor, freaking Kevin Owens and CM Punk and let's see what happens. Now that
0: is getting taken off the air immediately. Uh,
1: uh, But for news, let's let's start off with With Samoa Joe as the
0: special guest enforcer sitting next to the commentary table.
1: (laughs) Something super positive I really want to talk about this week was Anthony Bowens did a Players Tribune article, and if you guys are unfamiliar with the Players Tribune, it's it's pretty much uh it was in the papers before, but it's where you know sports athletes. Whatever you want. It's to. sports propaganda. No, I'm just kidding. But the athletes write the articles themselves. And they usually. Uh, Brian Danielson did a famous one. where, he, When he left WWE. He posted a Players Tribune article. You know Brad. Brad Marsham was just named captain of the fucking Boston Bruins. He posted a Players Tribune article. It's kind of something that. These athletes do to reach out to the fans. Or to anything else. And Anthony Bones got the opportunity to do one for it. And he, he announced it. Dear AEW fans. I'm not going to go through and read the whole thing, but there's a couple things I want that stuck out to me where Anthony Bowens did a tryout for WWE. He was told, and this was years ago in 2014, he was 23 years old. He was pretty much told he had everything, the perfect package, everything you name, And he couldn't talk. He couldn't act. So what does Anthony Bowens do? And he, he laughs at it in this. He's like, you know, wrestling's the only thing where you're told that a personality is the reason you're not, you know, you're not good enough for the job. And he pretty much talked about how when he cut a promo, it it really fucked him up. And he ended up taking improv classes at UCB. He did a live black box theater. He did some commercial acting and he was just super determined to become a better, you know, personality, if you will. And so he goes on to talk about that. He talks about how, as long as I was a closeted, as long as I was closeted as a wrestler, I wasn't going to reach my full potential because I wasn't going to be able to tap into everything that makes me me. And he really talks about you know, him coming out and stuff like that. It's a very well-put-together article, and I, I think Anthony Bowens is just such a likable guy, and it's, it's really worth your time if you guys are interested in reading. And I just wanted to make sure we highlighted that because... When I read that I I am personally I love reading the players tribune and when I saw that Anthony Bowens had one on the front page, I was like, What the fuck? So it's really nice there. Yeah, and, it's uh, nice
0: words from Bowens, you know. I'm glad to see the guy's doing well. I mean, obviously he's been champion multiple times in the last yeah. year, but like I or the last like, you know, whatever year cycle or whatever you to call it, like they and- are
1: the definition of AEW's homegrown success. Like they're they, probably the they most the over example.
0: team in the tag division. Would you say? I think that's fair. Would you say? Yeah. Like besides, yeah. yeah. No. I mean, you could say the Young Bucks, but like the Young Bucks are over because they fucking founded the company, and, and they're in the definition
1: you know? of sharks and a tag division. It's the best yes. tag division on the. Planet.
0: They rose to the top, surrounded by sharks, and didn't get eaten alive. That's that's what yes. they are, and so that's you know. So it's great to see the Bones is handling it well because it's tough. I have to imagine when you go from being like. A, a, let's be real—a mid-card tag team that probably was never going to reach the titles, and maybe would have, but we don't know. You know, you never know in wrestling. And then you, you know, the Billy Gunn of it all, the Daddy Ass, if you will, and the Ass Boys of it all, and eventually you end up a tag team champions, and that that can change. That can be really difficult to. It can change with a person, but it can be difficult to handle that kind of pressure. You know, once you've been to that level, once you've been to the mountaintop, if you will.
1: Yeah, it's it's really well put. Um, so. A little bits of news here before we get into the main meet, if you will. Chris Jericho hey, yo. showed up in DDT, where he uh, he kind of fucked with uh, Don Callis and Takeshita, and he announced that uh, he's going to wrestle Takeshita at DDT Ultimate Party. So this will be his prom- uh, his debut for the promotion. Pretty cool. Um, Eddie Kingston is stepping away from the indies. And basically, since he's Ring of Honor and New Japan Strong, you know, champions, he uh, he's got a lot on his plate and he's dealing with a lower back injury and he needs to be here for new japan and ring of honor in his words from instagram he said due to being new japan's strong open weight and roh champion i've come to a hard decision that i will stop doing independence dealing with a lower back injury right now that i need to get fixed and will so i can be ready for all the new japan strong shows and all three aw shows well, my responsibilities is new japan world and ROH champion is over. I will help. hopefully be able to do independence again. I apologize to all, but I just need to focus and my body needs to get ready for these shows. Notably, he was supposed to wrestle Defy and they, you know, was unable to. So, I, um, I think this is the best decision for Eddie right now. He's got a lot on his plate and Ring of Honor, being being Ring of Honor champion is, is not going to be something that's easy. You're going to be needed, not only at Dynamite, but like you said, you're going to be showing up to those collision shows too. That's where they really tapering of Honor, so that, that's a heavy toll, to say the least.
0: Oh yeah! Plus traveling back and forth to Japan to defend that other title, presumably, presumably at yep. some point, you know, like
1: because you Eddie's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom for sure.
0: If he can, if he's not going to be, he's going to be on like the the show and you know they do like the shows leading up to the pay per views or he'd be on one of those or something, you know.
1: Today, one of the things we want to talk about was kind of the Grand Slam tickets, you know. We don't usually dive into ratings and tickets and all that. But since All all In, we've, we've talked a little bit more about tickets here. Because I think it is important to, to note that the tickets have been changing for AEW. And something that we want to talk about here is their reliance on social media for tickets. Now, going into Tuesday for AW Grand Slam, they had sold 7,493 tickets. And that is strictly because they were heavily relying on social media to sell their tickets. The other reason the ticket prices were fucking ridiculous. So starting Tuesday, you have everyone out there. You got MGF at the Mets game. You got, uh, I believe Britt Baker was out there, Adam Cole, and they're really on the ground, you know, boots on the ground, Call of Duty style selling fucking tickets and. Within those two wait. Days, does that
0: mean the high flyers are like are they're still playing like Black Ops Three and oh yeah, the Jetpack
1: gods? You know the deal. Yep. So thirty six hours later, you know how many tickets they moved two thousand four hundred and seventy six. If that's not the motherfucking proof that we needed, apparently a lot of those tickets came from the Mets game. They're giving away tickets and they lowered the price at the uh, of the lower bowl. Which I believe I looked at one point, and we're talking like four hundred dollars in the lower bowl. So it's like, shoot, yeah. And you all of a sudden you lower that to one fifty, yeah. All of a sudden that ticket's a lot more worth it. Shoot. When AEW started, all the tickets were super affordable. You'd look on you, one of their big selling points would be tickets starting at twenty nine ninety nine, and you you'd look around, and most tickets are that price, except when you get really close, and it was like that was a big thing for AEW when they first started. I mean, so I think. I'm gonna pay four hundred dollars for your bootleg wrestling show, exactly. And this kind of brings me to where I I wanted to end this at is, you know, we have Wrestle Dream coming up this weekend, and I think AW needs to, and we're gonna see this happen because watch, it's gonna fucking happen. I think AW needs to get out there and super start promoting the show, right? Any way that you can, I mean. How cool would it be? Oh, How hard
0: would it be to call Zach Saber Junior. and be like, "Bro, I know you're probably sleeping right now because it's Japan, but can you just record a couple more videos for us so we can hype this shit up a little bit yeah, more?" Like,
1: let's let's get it at the baseball games, the football games, you name it. And um, so right now, and AW for Wrestle Dream, the current setup is seven thousand five hundred sixty-six. As of today, they've distributed five thousand three hundred ninety-three. Now they've sold an additional eight hundred seventy-five in the last week. This is what I'm going to say. Wrestle dreams card on paper right now is fucking incredible. There's no reason. And this is a market that AEW does very well in Seattle. Now they announced the collision show. That's done incredibly well the day before that, that show has been on set. We cover that. Like I want to say in fucking, uh, it was in April when they started really announcing those shows. And we were like, um, that's a, that's an important date because we have a lot of wrestlers from Seattle. Like it's actually a very good spot for AW, the West coast in general. So I'm curious, I'm just going to, this is something we're going to follow along. And we'll, we'll play with next week that did they really get going? Did we see this sell out? Did we see this fill up more? What was the prices indication? So this is just something we're going to follow along with. And I just want to put it out there to people kind of like, let them know, like if you're seeing AW having these problems, We've just kind of listed a few reasons why, and something they could do to fix it, so let 's hope they figure that out do you out think
0: now. because of how much they rely on social media, like if they went harder with the social media promotion that maybe it would result in higher numbers, or do you think that it's, they need to lean into the more oh, well, I'm, traditional I'm Sure, if you went even harder idea.
1: with it, it could benefit more right but i I think going to the to the Mets games for examples, and you know maybe it's breaching out on the local radios, right I think we now know how much more that can move that day. I mean, they sold nearly a thousand tickets the day of, I mean, that's fuck. I know a lot of those, you probably get, you know, buy one, get one stuff that they gave out this and that. But I mean, I, it's not just, they have to do more than social media. Now I, I don't, I don't think I you know, can just get by on social media like they did at the beginning. So that and the roster they have is fucking incredible. So these guys should start, uh, We'll start seeing them move more. This this Wrestle Dream card is ridiculous. I can't wait to do our predictions. Um which, you know, the next really big kind of last thing of news we had today was uh WWE. There's a lot of releases this week. And I'm sure you guys are all thinking, you know, who could you guys see end up in, in AEW or Ring of Honor? So, Duke, as I'm going through these, if you just I'm just going to kind of give it to you and you can maybe if you think Ring of Honor or AW, just let me know and we'll we'll talk about that person. All right. So the first couple I'm going to name, I think, are NXT uh, people that just really didn't get a shot or they did and they just never really developed. But we've seen with uh, Cole Carter, for example. It doesn't matter. Sometimes they'll show up and be mainstays for us. And Cole Carter, I think at this point, it's safe to say is a mainstay of a Ring of Honor. So. We have uh, Brooklyn Barlow, we have Alexis Gray, Daniel MacArthur, Kevin Ventura-Cortez, Bryson Montana, Quincy Elliott, Ulyssa Leon, I know she was in a pretty popular tag team, Um, Ike I now I think Ike Manjiro will probably get a shot on Ring of Honor, I see this happening, and he, if he doesn't, maybe they they run something back with, because he had that tag team with Kushida for a while, so maybe that happens. So now to the main roster. Alright. We got Shanky. We got Dabakato. Dana Brooke.
0: Um, she she honestly could be one that I think she's never been <clears throat> excuse me. She's never really been given the opportunity over the years, but we know how good she is because she had some great matches when she first yeah. got brought in as Charlotte's uh heater. Um and she's got a great look. Um so I think I think she could fit into the Ring of Water uh women's division probably.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of people I could see her do it up with, too, yeah. We got the tag team, Mason Mansoor. Um, Going into Put this... Put those
0: guys on AEW. Fuck Ring of Honor.
1: Put those guys on AEW. These guys have all the charisma and personality in the world, and guess what? They can back it up in the ring. Um, if I haven't yet, by the time this comes out, I'm going to retweet a video these guys did on the uh on our eat sleep elite twitter shameless plug
0: you might have to find another version of it because the video you sent me i think got taken down but i'm not sure. might have gotten
1: needed all right but either way um these guys have so much charisma and yeah give me a I- i'm with you aw bring them in it's the land of the sharks but who fucking cares these guys they can stick out we got rick boogs i that one shocked me tna i could see it top dollar former you know he was a former tag partner mlw <laughs> i just don't yeah i don't see AEW for him um alia i i'm more than a chance in, but if
0: she doesn't work out you don't have to keep her I mean, i'm i'm
1: know. yeah i'd bring her into ring of honor uh riddick moss and emma i'm sure they're going to impact emma emma did very well in impact
0: i'd love to see i'd love to see teniel dashwood though in
1: we know aw likes bringing in their couples maybe they'll bring this one in you know what i'm saying she's pretty good so look when tony Neese got a shot and this is no shade at tony i think it's very reasonable that we can see riddick moss theoretically get a shot now that aw dark elevation doesn't exist where he would probably go start there i could think i think ring of honor we need more signed talent to ring of honor um this is a, a one that we're both gonna fucking slam the table for uh mustafa Ali.
0: I, give me him in both. You make him Ring of Honor champion eventually, but first put him in the AEW and have him win a TNT or... Inter- Imagine him with the international
1: title. Uh, he is so fucking good. Yeah, please. um let his gimmick be that he
0: hates WWE, too. Please.
1: <laughs> Dude, do you two realize we could run back? Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Matthews? Oh! I, like... Oh, my fucking God.
0: Mustafa versus Danielson. Mustafa versus Air a- a- Fox. Mustafa versus Ray Phoenix. Mustafa versus El Hio Del Vikingo, Mustafa versus... Oh, Commander. my
1: God. <laughs> what he could do with Vikingo could be stupid. Um, What do you think about Elias?
0: Um, Probably Impact. But I could yeah. see him maybe if you want to have him be like a job guy on Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah. I'll never forget the heat that man got in Seattle with Kevin Owens. That he was can legendary. be
0: good. He's I just feel like he hasn't been used. But I mean, I don't think he yeah. fits. Or, or he fits Ring of Honor a little bit better than he does AEW. But I don't know if he'd be interested in ROH.
1: But if I, he, I is, think you nailed I mean, it right away. I think this guy's a fucking star in Impact. He, he he. feels like it. Shelton Benjamin could go to
0: Impact. Okay. Ring of Honor champion material. Yes. Mid card AEW.
1: Ring of Honor legend material.
0: True. Just he could go to about could, Christopher could, Daniels. I mean, Yeah, no, he could definitely. He could definitely do it. Also, cuz of his history there because what was he doing right before he came back to the WWE, Charlie? He could go back to New Japan.
1: Shelton X Benjamin. Yep. He could. I I th- I think if this guy wants to keep wrestling, there's there's more work than ever for him. Dolph Ziggler. Bring him in. Nick Nemeth, Nemeth Brothers. Yeah. That 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 feels like a home run, right? And he can he can still do his comedy stuff.
0: Oh yeah, have him be a, basically just a manager for his brother. You know what I mean? Let him get his brother over, and then they could wrestle tag matches together, and they could have great matches. And Dolph can have
1: we already phenomenal have the, singles
0: matches on every show he's on. If you want, you know.
1: We already have the best brother feud going in AEW. Like that's a thing that's always going to be there. You could toss Bro, that in them the versus mix. the guns. Yeah, you could toss it in the mix. And then the last one, someone that's already had. He's already retweeted one of his boys from Pro Wrestling Noah talking about going there, and that's Matt Riddle. Um, now Matt this Riddle. This is
0: insane to me. This guy was a tag champion like what, like less than a year ago, right?
1: Like Matt like Riddle, United States champion. Like he's been like yeah. in the shit. It just sounds like his personal life, I think they were just, you know, it, it would constantly make some headlines that they didn't like. And I think even I think if Randy heard about there, this, so
0: do we know what, like, not to bog down the show in this, too.
1: but what happened with him? Like,
0: I know he got some, there were some issues that, like, some shit happened at an airport where, like, one of the officers did some shit. I believe that, that was like, the
1: most recent example. And, you know, then they, they probed the entire agency and this and that. And, you know, Matt Riddle's always making headlines and usually not for the right things. I, and I, I believe he infam- infamously cheated on his wife, too. And that, that was super public. So it's like, you know, it's things like that. A lot of people don't like him, and I'm sure there's there's laundry list I'm missing. But
0: imagine I what he telling. could do
1: at ROH though. Oh, and if and if Matt Riddle goes to Noah, for example, are you fucking kidding? The refer, re, wrestler I was referencing was Kurt Stallion, who we he, he's been on. He was on Dark Elevation for a little bit. Um, he reached out to Riddle, and said, "Bro, come tag with me in Noah this time." He said, "Bro, come tag with me this time in at Pro Wrestling Noah." And Kurt Stallion is there with uh, Anthony Green and all them. So, yeah, Riddle. Come on, Matt Riddle. It.
0: Do me a solid. i I, I put you over on the pods for all those years. Come on, man. Yeah. I need you to get me fucking Anthony Green back in, in tip-top shape and being the AEW champion instantly.
1: Exactly. So, there you guys have it. That, those kind of our thoughts. And, I, you know, Riddle I'm torn on. Here's what I'll say. I don't think it hurts to bring him in because, you know, who you know what we have right now? We have RVD. So, if you want to run 420, bro, in AEW, sure. In Ring of Honor, sure. I don't care. It can have some fun. Um, but uh, I know a lot of people have opinions on Matt Riddle, and maybe if I did more research, maybe I would too. But that's uh, that's where we stand. So. Needless to yeah, speak. I don't know
0: enough about the situations. I, if he did some actually bad stuff. I mean, cheating on your wife is morally questionable, but I mean, a oh, lot of people have done it over the years, so not that I'm saying that it's good or bad. I I well, I can upset. tell you this.
1: Matt Riddle's definitely going to be going to OnlyFans.
0: I think he's already teased it. So, I mean, hey man, you fucking I've been telling you that all that, I mean, there there's a market for it, so he might as well. I mean, he's a fucking Adonis-looking human. I bet there's some fucking <laughs> women out there that would love to see it, you know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah. And so, some men hundred percent so um those were all the releases this week and uh i hope i wish all the best to all of them Uh, a lot of talent there a lot of talent and i'm very interested in seeing where they land mace monsoor you you name it ziggler ali shelton benjamin matt riddle i think all could have a spot there's some major names out there some of
0: them will get picked up by aw for sure which ones who knows
1: yeah if i had to if i had to bet one person i think we're both thinking Dolph ziggler right it just like, makes Like, his brother's already here. I'd also like well, to uh, take,
0: see them take a shot on Mustafa, because I think there I was a too. real vibe for a while. When He's he was, my um, favorite that got released. Do you remember that? Like, how uh, long 100%. was it if he was gone where we thought he was for going to AEW, coming over to AEW for sure, when he just refused to work for a while? You know, like that. I, I think there was a, a vibe in AEW at the time, if I remember from when we were covering it, If I think because we were covering it at the time, that people wanted him to, to hit the indies and go to AEW because they yeah. wanted to see what he'd do.
1: Oh, he's so fucking good,
0: um, bro. What if they pick I, up all three and they actually do retribution for real, and they just bring him in as part of the fucking, <laughs> um, as the a part of the righteous, bro?
1: Ooh, okay, okay. Mason monster have to be picked up to this at, at this point. I that I God when if I was in one of those spots or in Tony's ear, I'd be like, look at what these guys are showing right now. All the shit that the other people fumbled take advantage of this. And this is still new talent. And, you know, I I wasn't sure if I was going to say this, but I I have a really cool story about Mace. Um, As you guys know, he was on commentary for a long time. I think his name was Dio Madden. You remember this? He was on Raw commentary for a long time. Yes. And anyways, I used to live really close to the Performance Center. And oftentimes, you'd, you'd see people here and there. But one time I was driving home from work, and on the side of the road, a car had just broken down and I see this big ass dude get out of his car to help them push it. Like, to, you know, cause I was on the right side of the road and they're on the left. So they're coming towards me. And I see this dude get out and he's pushing their car, this little old lady's car to the fucking in the grass for her. And it's none other than Dio Madden, AKA Mace. And I was like, I just, that's always stuck in my brain. And there was other people with him, but he was clearly just coming from there. Cause he had like, he was in the performance center T-shirt and he had the knee pads on. So I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, just talk about another level of respect for someone. Just I was like, that just kind of shows what kind of guy he is. Something really random uh, that I just happened to see that day. I don't know. Talk about fucking. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but you, saw, said, you
0: saw a fucking uh, a unicorn. In I the wish wild. I
1: knew who else was with him because there was other people with him, but I just couldn't rec- I I could recognize him because he was doing raw thing at the time, or he had just ended it. It was it was something along those lines, but. That being said, I think it's time for some Ring of Honor here. So, we, we got Ring of Honor on Honor Club, episode
0: 30. Oh. 30 episodes of Ring of Con. Con, All right, so we're going to do a bit of a time warp here. So, there's going to be some mention of... I'm, actually, it worked out nicely because I already talked about Eddie winning the title, so... Uh, but there is going to be some other stuff that is uh, mentioned on this that might not have been talked about yet. So just fair warning for potential dynamite. If you haven't, you know, if you come to the show to get what like say, say you're a Fed fan. And you come here to listen to our show to see what happens on the other side. Minor spoilers for the uh, dynamite and uh, rampage potential reviews. But, you know, whatever. You already heard some stuff. So <clears throat> Ring of count number 30. Eddie Kingston shows up on a video package explaining why he showed the respect to Claudio after everything which I think is a bit of character development for Eddie as a character, which he's been doing for a while now. Eddie actually does storytelling in wrestling. Congratulations, Eddie, you do something. that not a lot of people do. And I'm, I'm really glad to see that it's now going to expand even further into Ring of Honor. So now we get Eddie's level of storytelling on our wage. Um, and he talks about needing struggle in order to make it. And so now he has two titles again because he needed that struggle of being a double champion in order to be able to be the strongest champion he could be. Congratulations, Eddie, on your win. I'm so happy for it, man. Just unbelievable uh, path to the titles. And I expect he's going to hold at least one of them, if not both of them, for a long time. You know? Like,
1: couldn't happen to a fucking a better guy and a better babyface wrestler.
0: Genuinely. Speaking of great babyface wrestlers, we had two in the net, in the opening match of this show, which is Nick Wayne versus Katsuyori Shibata for the pure championship. Nice little mat wrestling start to this match. Basically, the story that they told in this match here was uh, the veteran taking advantage of, you know, so to speak, of the lack of experience of the other wrestler. Nick Wayne is incredibly good at selling for his age. Um, And uh, basically, what what it came down to, Charlie, Nick Wayne needs to upgrade his stat tree more. He just didn't have enough reversals to beat Shibata here. You know, Shibata just had more, you know, um, he had more stamina and more, you know, um, reversal slots. And it just didn't work out for him, you know? Um, Hell yeah.
1: Dude, you think, <laughs> is how obvious is it that these people backstage love Nick Wayne? I mean, come on, Oh, dude. he's great. You, they he's just love putting him in these Shibata. spots. Where they're like, yeah,
0: you're going to wrestle Shibata
1: tonight. I'm wrestling oh who? God. Yeah, and it's going to be for the pure title. I'm getting a title shot? <laughs> his future, uh, there's, if I could look into a microscope and see one wrestler's future. Yeah, I'd love, see love what, to see what, what happens. His. I'd like Nick to see Wayne. Billy
0: Starks' and Sky Blues yeah. as well, though. It's because I bet top. Sky Blue becomes a legend. Um, unless she turns out to be like a psycho Is or something. Is there a chance
1: Nick Wayne wins a title at 18?
0: I hope so. I want him to, I want on his 19th birthday, I want him to get a title shot against Darby Allen for the TNT title. That's what I want.
1: <laughs> Let's go.
0: Uh, please make it happen, Tony. Uh, Nick looked fantastic here. He, bit, he got beat by a PK after a little sleeper hold action, and he was shown a little bit of respect. For Katsuish, but it seems like Charlie, the theme of Ring of Honor this week was respect. Um.
1: What a great theme to have.
0: Big Shoddy Lee was confronted backstage by Shane Taylor promotions. This was obviously Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty. So the Battle of Lee's will continue. Um Yeah. And uh we had uh a, a match between uh, this was actually a match. We had a match between Diamante and uh Katie Bright, I think her name was. Wasn't much here, but she did pick up the win, um, and they did mention on commentary that she's still teaming with Mercedes, which we did see her later on in this episode of Ring of Honor with her, so I guess they decided they weren't dropping that, they just forgot or something, <laughs> or whatever it was, I don't know, it doesn't really matter. Sometimes they forget, Di- or Demonte, Di- Mercedes probably just wasn't available whenever I noticed it. It wasn't like a big criticism, y'all, I just want to be clear, it was, not that I think it was me, but I'm sure other people noticed it too. That when the storyline just gets dropped. I don't think it was dropped. I just, I didn't understand why. I, I felt like they were just getting started. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, Charlie? So I felt weird that they weren't still like, you think oh, you'd absolutely. want to keep it's, together. It's you know? that it's
1: continuity great. we look for. So, but it is like, what it is. There's a lot yeah. going
0: on in AEW, you know. I can forgive a little bit, you know. Um. Yeah, yep. We had Mac, uh, that is Willie Mac, backstage with the infantry. And uh, they seem to be having a blast just having fun backstage, talking to Lexi, just having fun on con- or on on these little promos. Um, Charlie, just before we move on in the show, what do you think of the, uh, the, the trio of uh, Mac and the Infantry? I, I personally love it. I think, I think they have potential to be, you know, obviously I don't think they're going to be the next Trios champions just yet. But maybe down the line, I think this team could really I think, do something. I think
1: it's a good fit. Um, yeah, you know, Mac's someone that we like to see, you know, featured more. And anytime, you know, they're getting booked, it's a dub to me. And the Infantry, so much untapped potential. So much.
0: So speaking of the Battle of Lee's that I mentioned earlier, we had Lee Johnson take on Lee Moriarty in the Battle of Leeds. Uh, Lee Johnson sold pretty well in this match, I think. Um, you know, not the best I've ever seen, but I, I think, you know, um, he's pretty serviceable at sale, selling. Um, but he has a really good comeback, and I, I think, um, you know, uh, they did a, well, a good job of selling. Like, he did the, it was like a 450 or something, and then he couldn't make the cover, and then uh, that allowed Lee Moriarty to get the foot on the rope. Shane Taylor promotions is able to pick up the win. Um, Lee Moriarty uh, being with Shane Taylor is really, really good for him. I'm not sure if Lee Johnson is going to join, if he's just going to get beat up for a little bit by them. I'm not sure. Um, but either way. All right, Charlie, we had a really fun segment next. We had minion training with Lexi oh Nair, Athena, and Billy Starks. And oh my... God, dude, this was just hilarious! Fucking cheerleader dressed Lexi, which, first of all, just oh, God, Jesus Christ, Lexi, call, you can't be doing that. Anyway, um,
1: that's why they call but, him Big Bill, lucky man.
0: <laughs> oh man, um, it was just comedy though. Billy was screaming at people; that was hilarious. Um well she was roaring at them <laughs> like a monster, you know? Yeah. Um, and people just didn't know what the hell was going on. This was I like to genuinely believe that they were just filming this and they just went up to people, did not tell them what was happening, and just started having Billy roar at them. <laughs> <laughs> they started like I forget who was it, who were they who did they start oh, it's Willow. They started having they started her like saying say, talk shit to Willow and stuff that was that was funny yeah this was funny uh they called it mit minion in training and uh lexi was able to graduate but billy billy was not able to so i think we're gonna see this continue hopefully this segment was hilarious this uh, athena's just winning ring of honor you can win she's winning like
1: she just uh, gets it man like she really does fun stuff
0: it really is and i think this is really phenomenal for billy stark billy starks oh yeah, but later in her career she's gonna t- take this with her i think the lessons she's learning with, uh, with athena if she doesn't already know this stuff i'm sure she does but i think it's cool that she gets to be involved in like some good stuff like this that she can you know then like look back to later and be like damn that was i that was pretty cool how i learned all that anyway we had trisha dora take on mercedes martinez and look, look look at this man like this is an actual women's division we had a diamante match we have a mercedes match we have a athena match we have a athena segment. This is how you book a women's division to have multiple things going on in it. Why we can't do this on AEW? I don't know. Anyway, um, sorry, beyond just, me. It's it's fucking frustrating when I cover Ring of Honor every week and I see this and I'm like, I. Anyway, um, whatever. Uh, Diamante was out there with uh, Mercedes um they did some dirty g needle stuff um and uh there was some great selling by trish here um what i thought was good in this match was everything that trish was doing mercedes was also obviously pretty good uh she locked in the brass city sleeper and uh it was uh over from there athena then took on angelina love for the ring of honor wins world championship i love seeing angelina love just get random title shot on the show randomly just fuck it why not you know yeah, fuck it. um she's obviously a known name obviously over from the uh, tits and ass era of tna literally um and uh you know uh so you know which is legitimately an era of tna if you don't believe me look at the fucking beautiful people tag team entrance and you will just just it, what there was a tits and ass era anyway um but it was still a better team. women's division than wwe so you can't you know what i mean <laughs> so what can you say you know like uh maybe not as you know um maybe a little bit more you know uh sus but i mean hey you know can it be more sus than the women's division that had vince mcmahon running it anyway um so that being said though um athena is the most women's money women's wrestler in both brands by far and by both brands i mean AEW ring of honor um and I, she needs to be elevated before this prime of her career is gone charlie like this title rate is great and i want to see it continue but she needs to lose this title to somebody put them over maybe it needs to be billy and she needs to be sent to aw immediately to start doing this on aw
1: yeah um
0: but she's money in ring of honor so i'm fine with it if they decide to keep her there so we had Griff, Cole, and Maria backstage. So that's Griff Garrison, Cole Carter, and Maria, and they were, you know, continuing the story, being like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess this is how Griff was basically like." Griff was like, "They were like, Griff, are you with us? You know, are we going to be a team? Like, are you going to be, you know, are you going to be a sussy little baka? Are you going to fucking cheat on her? You know, you know, what are we going to do?" And you know, they were like, "That's not what they said." But that's the way I'm interpreting it. Um, and uh, you know, and he was like, eh, "I mean, you know, I, I might get, I, I might get jiggy with it, you know." So, um. That led later to a match in the show. Later, that, led, that later led to a match in the show. I think that's how I'm supposed to say that. Layla Hirsch and the Renegades, which is an interesting tag team, took on the team of Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue, Kiera Hogan. Um, we had a happy, happy birthday chant for Kiara Hogan. I believe it was her birthday when this was taped. It must have been. Um, if not, then that was just a random chant. <laughs> but I think it was. I think they said that on commentary, too. Um, they hit a hip attack in depth. This match was fine. Riccaboni said uh, the Uranagi, and uh Caprice said, "What'd you call me?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Bro, bro." He's like, "No, the move, the move." He's like, "Oh, oh." Uh, they picked up the one about the code blue from Sky Blue. Fun little, you know, uh, women's trios match. I mean, again, wh- where would you ever see this on AEW? You just wouldn't, or it'd be the one segment on Ring of Honor or Ring of Honor on Rampage for the women. Uh, Tony Nice was backstage with the Spanish Announce Project. They're not going to be on the same page for their match. That uh, was basically what was established here because Serpentico and Helico were just vibing and Serpentico was like, bro, what's up with this dude? He's kind of racist, you know? Anyway, um... <laughs> and, uh, yeah, anyway, Ethan Page then took on VSK. Got it a bide. said a good old Canadian bide here on Ring of Honor. Bide. Bide. Anyway he'll um, dig
1: ethan page on ring of honor
0: yeah he's doing good so far nice snap on the power slam shot cutter for the win nice win for ethan page he looks good they should give him more time for his matches though but i mean there's so much to do on ring of honor sometimes So, yeah that match i mentioned earlier sap serpentico and Helico, along with tony Nieves, took on gravity el Hio, del vikingo and metalique which is a great team uh i described this match as a lucha artillery strike charlie which is what it was
1: <laughs> yes
0: uh they did a perfect mirror image rope T- uh, tope <laughs> i come up with a good one every now and
1: then that was a good one Very um
0: good. they did a perfect mirror image on the topic on helos that, i've never seen that before they were literally in perfect sync that was like a video game bro and then uh tony's own team left him to die and that's how the match ended um Damn. Le- uh, Lexi was backstage with ethan page who was saying he needs to get his groove back well actually that's what she said but he was and, and so many words saying that and you know what shout out to lexi for constantly being great at just summarizing other people's words because i think i've seen her do that before and she's pretty good at it so she's got that like instinct of that wrestling interviewers i feel like need to have that like you see like renee has it and some of the ones on uh, the wwe do but um she just she seems to have that instinct of being a good interviewer so i think she's found a perfect role here especially if she keeps doing stuff with cena that's just great um yeah, we have uh, Griff and Cole taking on action. Andretti and Darius Martin. Charlie, who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Um, uh, I don't know. Griff, re- bleh, Griff refuses to turn to the dark side, costs his team the win. So I guess that must be Griff versus Cole going forward. Um, I got to tell had-
1: you, I'm fine with that, by the way. Okay, sure, sure. Let Yeah, that should be. Cole good. get an actual like like a feud. An actual goal.
0: feud while he's in this group, yeah. I don't yeah. think we needed to have them bogged down in a tag team But they're gonna have to figure out how that works with the kingdom. If you're gonna do a tag team out of this, let it be with Cole and somebody else, but at least Griff can like get a feud out of this and maybe get a singles position on the card out of it. Dude, and you Cole obviously get Hunter- that Cole as well
1: if he was to embrace this like milf hunter gimmick i'm telling you <laughs> this could actually like it could get over dude, that's the kind of thing that gets get over in over. 2023 let's
0: be real dude, the know? minions
1: in training i saw that everywhere i saw it everywhere people you just that want stuff like that's that, gets fun over. that they
0: could invest in and i feel like that falls into that category i'm gonna mean, fucking like. tweet
1: at cole hunter and tell him he should be the fuck or cole carter tell him he should be the milf hunter uh, uh, all right <laughs> <Respect>. <laughs> let me embrace his gimmick
0: hey hell yeah uh, and then Before I take a pineapple, we had the infantry and Willie Mac take on the mogul embassy for the Ring of Honor trios title. They did not pick up the win, but I think they looked great here. And uh, just go ahead and talk about that while I take a piss really quickly. Yeah, it's a good
1: good title defense here, and um, as the last successful title defense, as we'll get into. But um, you know the the infantry and Willie Mac I thought worked very well here. I love seeing Trisha Dora out there, guys. I am such a fan of Trisha Dora. Um something I that caught my eye this week since she was on here twice. I was like, man, how long has it been since she won? She last picked up a singles victory in uh, July. And it's like, Jesus, you know, we went from her getting back to back singles victories in both March and July. to now she's kind of just taking some L's on the chin, but it's all good. I think this is all going to work out. And, um, she's unbelievably talented, but not to completely derail from the match here. Um, Bravo and Dean just really, the, the whole point of their, their attack here was, uh, don't let Toa Leona go apeshit. And well, he fucking did. <laughs> Toa Leona. He, he literally beat the hell out of people. Um, but no, um, they, they said it broke into a pier six brawl. The embassy was isolating Mac. Lo, uh, Leona and Khan hit the open, the gates on Willie Mac to score the win. And that was the result to uh, retain the titles. And you know, it is kind of fitting that their last successful title defense is their last time with the titles. Um, on ring of honor. So I thought that was a good, a a good close to the show.
0: Yeah, it was a good show. Um, I thought it was a pretty solid ring of con, you know, um, 30 episodes in, you know, um, I do expect ring of con episode 50 and 100 to both be fucking massive additions. 30 was not taken as seriously as I thought it should have been. We need these milestone episodes to
1: feel like they matter. Yeah. That being said, I'm going to take us to a W grand slam three, but I wanted to, uh, follow up on something from last week. Last week we talked about, you know, potential free agents coming to AW's women division. And I hope you guys enjoyed that show, if you didn't, where we kind of spent some time talking about the AW women's division here. And, you know, a great ring of honor the following week kind of tells you everything you need to know sometimes, right? Um, Mariah May, she has finished up with stardom. So, it sounds like, you know, it could be this week we see her. The rumor seems to
0: be that her and Julia are going to be on the
1: market in the next year. So, Mariah May has... That's a really big get if that is the case, and she chooses AEW over something like NXT. So I think that would be very big. So we want to follow up on that because uh, there was rumors that she might be done. She is done with stardom. She's finishing up now. So AEW, Grand Slam 3, Dynamite here. Um, We've covered the opening match where then we jump to Renee is backstage with Luchasaurus and Christian Cage who said they'll walk through Sting and Darby Allen at Rampage. Cage issues a challenge to Allen for collision a three-way with Luchasaurus and himself for the TNT title. The only caveat? Sting's not allowed at ringside. As for Rampage, Cage told Darby to make no sure you bring... No, Sting. He, he tells Darby, make sure you bring the boy. <laughs> I can't with this motherfucker dude. Make sure you bring the boy. Why did that pop me as much as it did?
0: Because we all want Christian Cage to be our dad, let's be real.
1: Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara Sammy Guevara is beaten Chris Jericho wins um, This is the first time meeting between these two This was a pretty good back and forth that they had uh, There was some moments They were on different pages But they got right back on track Leading to a pretty fun finish And um, we end up getting Sammy Turning on him He punches him right in the peen Jericho's down, no nards Punches him in the wiener Sammy Guevara joins the Don Callis family and you know I think Sammy Guevara I did not see that coming that part I didn't see either but I think Sammy Guevara fits a lot as a heel and you know Jericho and Omega finally teaming up here seemingly to fake on the Don Callis family and uh, yeah this was uh, right out of the WrestleMania 19 Bro, Tony playbook. Schiavone
0: wants the Spanish announce table to be next to the regular announce table. He's running Dark Ops against fucking Thunder Rosa for Britt Baker, bro.
1: He, dude, he really is. He's
0: the CIA. Tony Schiavone is CIA confirmed. <laughs>
1: uh, but, yeah, Shooting Star Press was countered into a codebreaker in midair to give Jericho the win. Really, really good finish. And I thought this was an enjoyable match for my uh, most underrated wrestler last year of Sammy Guevara. Um.
0: I'm only in support of the Spanish announce table being over there if we get to see Thunder Roast on AEW TV again. That's the only reason I'm in support.
1: Dude, we're so close to getting our women's division, like, super front-loaded again. It's not even funny. If Mariah joins, oh, my God, Thunder returning, Jamie. I'm, like, getting excited for nothing because they're going to be on once a week. But, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, I can get excited, right? Fuck it. Um, MJF and Adam Cole rise at the, arrive at the arena. MJF said tonight he will bash Samoa Joe's skull in. Joe tried to take away two precious things to him. The AW title and his brother, Adam Cole. Tonight, MGF will choke out Joe in front of his Did we talk
0: people. about the Roderick Strong in the hospital thing, by the way? I have that in my notes as between the opening match and the Sammy Guevara match.
1: Um... I don't know. That's a good question. I think oh, yeah, they, it's right It is right after, uh... Because
0: they the, cut back uh, to it match. later. I think that might be why it was confusing. They do that a lot sometimes.
1: Yeah, it was right after Eddie won. I had skipped it, uh, jump to the Renee thing. But yes, since this is a direct caveat to that, let's backtrack a little bit here. Uh, we get a video of Matt Taven and Mike Bennett playing at Roger Strong's hospital bedside uh, last week as shown. Taven has a rosary around his hand, and a, he's reading a get well card. Adam Cole came in, much to the delight of Roger Strong. Taven and Bennett said it was convenient. He arrives now since they have to leave for Grand Slam to become number one contenders for the ROH Tag Titles. Cole left literally 10 seconds later saying he has to be there for MJF in his match with Samoa Joe. Strong was dejected. Cole stopped at the sound of Strong, reclining his bed up to show his disappointment, but left. Everyone involved in the storyline is just really, I don't know, I I think they're all killing it. And uh, there's a meme here where Roddy's like, Trying to go up on the bed using the fucking remote controller. It's just making this noise.
0: <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I don't mean to disrupt your flow, but I just uh, I noticed it in my nose. So I was like, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, no, it it was that was fucking comedy. It was really good. Um and yeah, so pretty much MGF and Adam Cole are talking their shit and Cole's phone starts buzzing. It's Roderick Strong, he takes the call. MGF asked if Cole still has his back. Cole walks off screen. Roddy, you're not gonna die. Renee tries to get a word in with Don Callis and Sammy Guevara. Callis said, All will be told on Rampage, whether or not Guevara is the newest member of the Don Callis family. Danny Garcia walks up. Guevara tried to get in his face, like, What, bro? What? Callis held him back. He says, "The kid's money. That kid is money. Don Callis has an eye for talent, so we know, we know, he, know he knows his shit. Nah,
0: they, they're going to reunite with the other JS members and become the Jericho Assassination Society.
1: My God, that could actually be fucking metal. um ray phoenix defeats john moxley to win the aew international title i did not think we'd be reading that today uh holy shit ray phoenix is singles champion well you might be wondering to yourself how the hell also let's just get it out of the way now you might be wondering how we got here rick knox bruh you count the three every time man like, that's got to be a fundamental thing that we established. You count the three no matter what. Mox, you know,
0: so. Yeah, no, if it's a mistake on the part of the wrestlers, it's their mistake. It's not yours. It's their yours, mistake. You know it's mean? their
1: mistake to fix. Because it made him
0: look like such an idiot, dude, you know, like.
1: Yeah, because you can see John Moxley tell him to fuck off. Like, and he got pissed and he had, they went for the second one and that's where Moxley gets dropped on his head and he gets concussed and, you know. Uh, we're hoping Mox is okay, but the reality is we have a new international champion, and I am very glad we changed titles relatively soon. And I, and and I kind of mentioned it, I believe it was last week when we were talking about the Big Bill thing, when he when Moxley fought, fought Big Bill. I said I don't want to replicate Orange Cassidy's title reign too quickly, and it felt like they were kind of doing that with Moxley, like he's just going to go rogue, beat everyone. Not the case. We have a new champion. Ray Phoenix is champion, so. There's a part, part of me that's kind of glad that we change hands relatively soon because now Ray can tell his own story here. This and is Ray when Phoenix. you have him
0: beat like – if Dante was around, we'd have him face Dante. Have him face like yeah. AR Fox and the other high flyers. That's what – I think you do that with this title reign because that could be really cool. Get that Lucha I'll flavor I'll tell you this.
1: I want to match with him and Penta too at a pay-per-view.
0: Him by Kingo. Fucking throw I, I both titles him, online. You know what I mean? Give
1: me him and Pentagon at full gear. Let that be the match for this title.
0: I really I, think I'd that I'd be would be a that. fucking
1: awesome match. Brother versus brother. Give them a chance Brother. to tell that story. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this match. Moxley's so fucking over, man. I mean, come on. He's so badass. But uh, congrats to the new champ. And Moxley's title reign. We know the deal. He's faced... Uh, it was uh, Action Andretti and Big Bill. <laughs> so I think it's hard to
0: argue that Ray Phoenix is not the best luchador in AEW.
1: I, I, I think he is. I think Ray Phoenix is—he is seriously... He might be the best
0: special. in the world. I mean, if Ray if Ray Mysterio wasn't still wrestling, like I think it'd be hard to argue. You know what I mean?
1: Or, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Ray Phoenix and Kenny Omega were for a long time my two guys. So, um, I just got a notification from Fightful Select about something with Grand Slam. I was just reading it real quick. It doesn't look like anything special. All right, uh, Samoa Joe's Backstage said, tonight is a night of consequences. Tonight, Joe will smash MJF from pillar to post and will beat him in front of his hometown. It, would, it won't be the future Joe takes from MJF. It'll be his championship. And then we have our women's match where Soraya defeats Tony Storm to retain the AEW women's bro, title.
0: The, the entrance for Tony Storm
1: here, bro. Awesome her her new starlet character is fully there and she fucking embraces it and it's very very well done this entire character overhaul that she's done it's one of my favorite things right now
0: i she's doing the vaude villains gimmick better than the vaude villains did it
1: yeah and she she gets it and on top of that she she's changing her style in the matches a little bit like god she's so fucking good she's so good um I, I really like this match.
0: I want her to start dressing in like a singlet, like an old school, like 50s wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be <laughs> yeah. hilarious.
1: Give her Willow's gear, dude. Let her take the straps off too, like Willow does. <laughs> I still think the way she does that's so innovative. Um, but no, there was all the outcast shenanigans that you'd expect, but yet it worked pretty well. And I thought this was an enjoyable title defense for Soraya's first. I think this is probably Soraya's best. Is this her best match in AEW so far?
0: yeah I, I think so i had to go back and rewatch because she had a match with jb hater right i'm sure that one was good too but i, no, I don't of, think
1: she did did she, did she not
0: maybe she didn't maybe, maybe she, tag
1: match yes she did have a tag match against her for sure at one point
0: i know she's had at least one other good match i just can't think of what it is that we were like oh this is soraya's back you know like i think now for sure soraya's back because she's i think she's she worked not really skipping. well around her style She's not. She's not wrestling around herself anymore. She's like, I'm the champion now. I got to put on these matches. Not that I think that she was, by the way, because I see her post a lot about how people make comments like that. I think Saraya is doing way more than I ever expected her to be able to do, given the severity of her injury that she had. You know, I just thought it would be too difficult. You know what I mean? But
1: yeah,
0: she's proving me wrong in every every way possible.
1: There's some people that'll say it's the end of the world here, but you know what? The reality is, I think she is doing a good job so far, especially. the end of the match, Storm, it was, she did the I love you. She was start charging for the sweet cheek music. Soraya dodged, hit the nightcap out of the corner, and got the pin one, two, three. So we'll see where she goes next. Uh, as of now, Soraya is not scheduled for Wrestle Dream. So, yeah. Um, that's it for Dynamite. We've talked about the main event. And on to Rampage, where it's going to be a little longer this week because we have a two-hour Rampage. We opened up with... Uh, Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and Ian Riccoboni were on commentary. I like seeing Ian on commentary. Sting and Darby Allen defeated Luchasaurus and Christian Cage. Uh, it was nice seeing Nick Wayne uh, ringside. Please don't die, Chance, since Darby's there. Darby Allen is working so fast-paced. Another incredible week for him on Collision. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, uh, Bro, there seriously. was justified Please Don't Die, Chance. Darby bonked his head off that ring post like crazy. Yeah, he did. Um, sting hit some really good clotheslines he had a spine buster on cage sting hit a stinger splash on cage and luchasaurus then took cage out with a scorpion death drop sting hit luchasaurus with the scorpion death drop while carby had a coffin drop simultaneously scorpion
0: death coffin drop
1: yeah really cool double team maneuver Hey, what was up
0: with the commentary team disrespecting the rick of bones zone i don't i won't stand for this
1: ah bro he's he's the fucking fresh meat he's the new guy in town they gotta give him shit him and Excalibur, remember the beef, bro? The beef from the dark guys to the uh uh ROH guys? Oh, I remember. <laughs> I, remember I remember
0: I remember. there there was a time, uh listen, there was there was literal beef. Jericho was a commentator, he attacked Rickabonnie.
1: Yeah. I love it so much. Oh <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh Nick Wayne got in the apron to distract Cage, Alan reversed Cage's finisher into a cradle and got the pinfall. Pretty good stuff. Nick
0: Wayne cheated. Nick Wayne Hiltzik confirmed.
1: Just your average Nick Wayne enjoyer. Uh, Chris Statlander, Orange Cassidy, and Hook... Uh, took on and defeated uh, Anna J, Angela Parker, and Matt Menard with J.K. Gravingside. ringside. Does it feel like these guys are getting booked more than out there out of J.A.S.? Or is it just me?
0: No, I, I said that for a while, that I think they got buried in the minutia. I mean, it worked out for them for their careers. They're known in quantity now, but they just never got a chance to be used because there was just so many bodies in that group, you know?
1: If I'm fantasy booking Mariah right now, one of her first programs being Anna J, I'm kind of down with that. Because I think Mariah is going to be a baby face, right? So we got to think of our established heels. Anna Jay, Nyla Rose, unless you want to go straight for Soraya, right? So Ruby Soho, yeah, there's options here. Um, We had a mixed tag here, which we don't get too often in AEW, so that was always kind of cool, I thought. And, and uh, even rare,
0: like a mixed trios. They've done them like once or twice before, but I do like these matches. I think they're different. I like that AEW is not afraid to do these weird match sets and stuff like that, you know, that other companies might be a little bit.
1: Yeah. Hook took out Menard with the Red Drum, Cassidy ate the orange punch on Parker for the one, two, three. We get a QTV segment where Johnny TV is going to be a uh, tag team with Q- 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 QT Marshall next
0: QTV week. featuring Johnny Tsunami.
1: Johnny Tsunami. Gotta love it. Tony Schiavone interviewed Don Callis with Takeshita. The crowd was booing Callis out of the building. Callis did his promo anyways. Pursued Jericho, but the man he really wanted was Sammy Guevara. And that's what we got on Wednesday. Um, Guevara comes out there. He thanks Callis for showing him a real family. Turned on Jericho for holding him back. Guevara's also done with the fans who couldn't decide whether to cheer him or boo him. There's some truth to that. Just as he was about, d- he said he's done with Chris Jericho. Out comes Chris Jericho. He attacks Dikeshda and Guevara. Just as Jericho got his hands on Callis, Dikeshda hit him from behind with a chair. Guevara took the chair from Dikeshda and really worked it over Jericho. Then both Dikeshda yeah, and Sammy executed
0: Order 66, bro.
1: You really did. They held Jericho open for Callus to get his shots in just before Callus murdered him with a screwdriver. I am the red-o-red. Kenny Omega runs in with a pipe to chase off the heels. Rickabonny and I quote, Callus is that big piece of garbage. He put Jericho and Omega on the same side of things. Uh, Jericho went for a spot where he backed into Omega, and Omega left without shaking Jericho's hand.
0: I did not see this Winnipeg, coming from a story perspective. Maybe I'm just an idiot, but I just – this is not where I thought this was going, and it, it makes the most sense in the best way, and it's awesome. I didn't
1: either. I thought we were done with Callus and Jericho. So I, I, I didn't think that at all, and you know what? We're going to trio's match, and I'm pretty excited. I I think this. I mean, if you think about it, if you
0: pay attention to this, if you paid attention to this storyline since Jericho left the WWE back in whatever that was, like 2017, or whatever fucking year that ridiculously long ago was now, it probably wasn't that long ago, but like whatever year it was, right? And you followed it all the way through to now, this is a storyline that's been playing out over five years, and that's crazy.
1: That's insane. Well, that's so cool when you think about it like that. Um, we jump to the commercial. and We immediately come right back. Where Alex Marvez is caught up with Kenny Omega in the back, who isn't interested in helping Jericho so much as he want to get at Callis. Jericho interrupts. He knows it was their rivalry that started the company. But suggests he and Omega unite to take out the Don Callis family at Wrestle Dream. Omega accepts, and Jericho clarifies it's Jericho Omega and Coda Bushi against the Don Callis family. Who you got? I love that Coda's just always featured these things. <laughs>
0: He's just sitting at home like, oh,
1: got a new match in America. It's so cool that he's here. ROH, number one contendership for the ROH Tag Team Championships. The Righteous defeat the Hardy Boys, the Best Friends, and the Kingdom. The Righteous are going to wrestle Dream. I... Was a little shocked by the result. Not gonna lie to you, man. I thought in in a good way though. I'm so glad these guys
0: are getting the respect because they're they have something. I think they're starting to realize that they have something. These could
1: be your next Ring of Honor tag team champions. Not yet, but eventually, you know. Like I think the way that the story was going, I thought for sure it'd be the Kingdom. But then the more I thought about it after the result, and you know, after watching, I'm like, the reality is the Righteous have really been kind of running shop, and why wouldn't they get this shot first? Right, so it, it all works out in the end, where um the righteous end up end up getting the win, where uh, the kingdom took out the best friends with some chair shots after the match. So uh, I'm trying to see. I it. think though,
0: and I don't know why they didn't go for this because Trent has had surgical repairs on his neck. He should have superpowers when he fights the kingdom and Roddy Strong.
1: Oh, that's right. It was Vincent. Uh, hit his own hit a swanton bomb. The, yeah it's the called the death League. from
0: above which is a phenomenal name for that
1: move and e- even in even here in one of these little things i'm reading it says after building up the kingdom as obvious next opponents for weeks the title match goes to the righteous and they're they're confused by it but you know i i think on paper maybe that does It's only confusing if, confusing if you don't watch
0: ROH. so let's be real but like
1: yeah the, the righteous have been booked very very strong like dude these guys are very strong and they just weren't they just on rant uh what a collision, right? So they were on collision last week and won. So I don't know, man, to me, looking back, going into it, I would have, I would have thought the kingdom, but once the match, the result happened, I'm like, okay, now I see why they did the righteous. They believe in these guys. Clearly they believe in them. And I think, I think a lot of people will become believers too. When they see this match, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn defeated the dark order. Uh, for the for the trios match, I thought it was a pretty good match. Nothing like otherworldly spectacular. I thought it was pretty good. Um, Julia Hart defeated Sky Blue. Uh, she has a twenty four match winning streak and is undefeated in twenty twenty three. And if you would have thought that when she was the bubbly cheerleader on AW Dark in twenty twenty one, you might have I would have called you a liar.
0: Bro, if you think but about here, it, these are two young future like women's division stars that were like. Yep. Went two different di- directions with their careers. Sky Blue stayed on the light side and decided to become a Jedi, and Julia Hart became a fucking Sith. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You got the. They went for the strong forearms. I thought everyone kind of looked pretty good here. Julia Hart, she's bro. Did she's she cast a demonic
0: dope. spell on fucking Sky Blue during this match? Has she graduated to master sorcerer from Malachi's sorcerer training? I think
1: so- she hit that sliding form to the back of the head, I'm like, yo, but that's win number 25 in a row. I think I figured uh, out
0: the shit, but I think because of the whispering in the ear and the fucking, I listen, dude, I'm telling you, and especially because I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. She hit her with the mist later because it was Sky that was hit with the mist. I think this is a, this, instead of being like a demonic possession, this is more like a virus and infection that turns you like a rage virus. I think I finally figured
1: it out. (laughs) Yes, dude. I'm so down. I'm so freaking down. Um. Yeah, so after the match, yeah, Heart Locked and Heartless again until Willow showed up to make the save. She hid behind King and taunted Willow, checked down blue, and uh, yeah, Julia Hart knows this character, and she has it down pat. Uh, Bullet Club Gold cut a promo on Andrade, just kind of talking about their match on uh, Collision. Mike Santana defeated a Dirty Bulk Bronson. It was cool to see Santana booked. Uh, main thing here is after the match Ortiz came out of the ramp to talk to Santana but Santana walked away give me this feud I'm in Uh, we get a little collision update we get the elite defeating the mogul embassy to win the ROH six man tag titles the elite came out to uh, carry on my wayward son and this, this match dude definition of just one crazy move after another right I mean, seriously. total is this Toa Leona's best match to date? I kind of was saying that during the, uh, uh, when I was talking some of the, uh, six man title and Honor Club. I, I mean,
0: probably. Toa Leona
1: really stuck out in this match. Like, I'm just saying. I, I, I fucks with the man hard. But what do you think of this as your, uh, as the ROH, you know? connoisseur, if you will, yeah, for absolutely. our ROH six-man titles. Then we'll talk about the reign.
0: Uh, I've been waiting for this title reign to end for a while, just because like, I don't really like Brian Cage that much, and I'd just rather the Toa and... I'd rather Gates be able to go and be in the uh, the tag division for Ring of Honor, because I think they're desperately needed for Ring of Honor's tag division, because of how good they are. Um, uh, Swerve, when he came out and Nana started dancing, was hilarious. That was obviously funny, but Swerve looked like a fucking killer in that fucking white coat or whatever it was. Like, God damn um brian cage still boring like i was saying but you can always count on the bucks to be bucks they they were bucking they were bucking hard in this match and uh, hangman <laughs> was was doing the uh you know the good old hangman stuff i mean basically it was exactly what you were saying It was just insane move after insane move uh hangman hit this one reversal at one point off the like a top rope hurricane rana out of like literally nowhere when he was floating in midair i don't know how he managed it but it was insane um yeah. Hangman can levitate is what I took away from that. And uh, yeah, the elite. I didn't I I said last week in my predictions, but I was kind of saying that because I like, think it, it would be crazy, but it would also be a huge for Ring of Honor if they did that. And look now you've got Eddie Kingston, you've got the elite. These are huge stars you're gonna have gritting attention on Ring of Honor. You have you have better than Absolutely. your baby as the tag champions. Ring of Honor versus AEW invasion has begun, Charlie.
1: Uh, the elite do so well in these fucking trios matches it, it it always i always harken back to what i fell in love with them because i i remember just seeing that on um, in fucking new Japan, i'm like what the fuck who are these guys and it's just like this was my favorite like mogul embassy match it, it, that the embassy match if you will to this day like it's the final one it's just crazy i this entire title reign i've kind of been waiting for it to click in my brain for toa leona and it finally did and I, I'm very excited to see where he goes next. Where just everyone in general does. And maybe they'll kick out Brian Cage. Nah, no offense to the brother, but you, you feel my vibe. Um, let's talk about their title reign, right? We, we kind of covered at the beginning, 284 days, just like Claudio. They were here since the beginning. They win it at final battle where they defeat Dalton Castle and the boys. And I think we were both pretty shocked by that. Because it felt like it was a safe bet going into Honor Club to have Dalton Castle and the boys as your tag team champions. And the Gates of Agony was a pretty good tag team. You know, the thing with C- Cage was a little bit, like, it was a little fresh, you know? But um, ROH on Honor Club, about about two, and a half, uh, two months later, their first title of defense, they defeat Dalton Castle and the boys on Honor Club Episode 3. We jump to the Supercard of Honor 2023, where they defeat AR Fox, Blake Christian, and League. And I remember that buildup felt quick, but we are digging it. Like, we were digging it at the time. Um, ROH Honor Club episode 16, three months later, they defeat Action Andretti, A.R. Fox, and Darius Martin. So the first six months of these titles, they defended it three times. There's going to be a lot of action and, and Darius in there, though. Get ready. Yep. We then jump uh, three weeks later to ROH Honor Club episode 18, where the Mogul Embassy defeats. This is, uh, oh, I, sh- I should clarify, they became the Mogul Embassy during against that Action Andretti match. That was their first one as that name. They were the embassy. Up until Supercard of Honor. Um, honor Club episode 18. They defeat Los Ingobernambos de Japón, Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, and Shingo Takagi. Fucking awesome. Because we had just watched the Super Juniors. So we were like super into it. Um, uh, episode 20. So two weeks later. They defeat Christopher Daniels, Darius Martin, and Matt Seidel. At Death Before honor 23. About two weeks after that. They defeat Leon Ruffin and Six or Nine. Which was Master Wado and Ryusuke Toguchi. Honor Club episode 22, the following day, they defeat the Iron Savages and Jack Jameson. Honor Club episode 27, they defeat Action Andretti, Darius Martin, and Lee Johnson. And then Honor Club episode 30, they defeat the Infantry and Willie Mack. So they really picked up the pace here at the end of their title reign. Well, I mean, even the episode 27 to 30, that's three months apart, I don't think uh, it's going to be a memorable apart, reign, but, but I mean,
0: I I think... All three guys probably benefit from it. I think Gates are an established tag team in Ring of Honor now. Um and I mean But I I just never really vibed entirely with this title reign. There were great matches in it though.
1: Yeah. To me it's it's always gonna be established in my brain as they were the ones that, you know, kinda they were they were the focal point of the trios division when, when we came to Honor Club, right? And um two hundred and eighty four days. So I'm trying to look in the in the history of uh of, you know, ROH six-man tag titles, that comes in at number four, so yeah behind the uh Mexi Squad holding it for 405 but then of course, a lot of these ROH days are blown out of proportion because of COVID, they didn't they didn't come back for a long time, but Mexi Squad was Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Horace and then at 301 was Villain Enterprises, which was Brody King, Marty Skrull, and PCO, and then still at 295 Shane Taylor Promotions Moses Khan, and Shane Taylor so Khan, in terms of a wrestler, Khan has uh, held the ROH Trio titles for yeah, 579 Khan's the greatest six-man man
0: wrestler in Ring of Honor history by far. Like,
1: Yeah, 579. And Vincent, with four different reigns at 528, is pretty big too. So what you're so, saying is
0: the two of them need to form a new tr- – what Khan needs to do is leave the Mogul Embassy and go join the Righteous, and they'll never lose the titles is
1: what you're saying. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm down. Um, but yeah. Not bad, not bad. Some it's definitely not the strongest title reign that we've ever had, right? But uh yeah, that's it for for me on Dynamite and Rampage Grand Slam. I think overall um Grand Slam was another success. Would Three, you say it knocked it out of the park? Uh, it did knock it out of the park. You know, Grand Slam page, you know, second fuck it, send it in. Um it's safe why, to say. Why couldn't
0: uh Collision be called Grand Slam extra innings? damn it
1: best rampage of the year i think uh without question um you know it it tends to be though i think grand slam rampage has been the best and uh yeah i think it's time for collision which i was telling you before we even started i think this is my favorite collision episode of the year so it's a good week of wrestling for me uh go ahead and take the take the care here we have uh collision episode 15 nice Sorry about that. I was
0: coughing as you as you threw it to me. I was like, "Fuck!" All right, I can get it out though. Oh, people are screaming in the background. GGS. Yep. GGS. Yep. Cold open featuring Darby Allen, Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and uh, Ricky Starks and Brian Danielson as well. Darby Allen then took on Christian Cage, and uh, the. Um, uh the big meaty monster of luchasaurus <laughs> uh for the TNT championship the contron said worked everyone instead of outworked everyone or whatever it normally says so i was already immediately like oh is he winning maybe um the contron little su- subtle no- note there about the contron because it, it, normally it says outwork everyone or, or maybe he's been maybe it's said that for a while but i just noticed it, it seemed like it was very blatant that it said worked everyone this time could be wrong um they did a suplex on darby with his leg wrapped in a chair that just seems incredibly dangerous darby jesus christ you know um but he likes to just toss himself around so that's darby Allen for you you know um i do think this lost a little bit of energy during the commercial break um but i think that's just because they don't want to wear christian completely out that makes sense to me so they can come out of the break with a strong sequence which they did with darby's comeback which i thought was really good we had a little bit of a tease that luchasaurus turning on christian cage when he picked up the championship for apparently the first time charlie in his entire title reign
1: yep which is great note incredible. For, uh, kevin kelly to let us know that incredible because i'm um, with you i didn't know that either
0: i'm sure he looked into that you know what i mean before he said that you know what i mean just in case something kevin kelly seems like the kind of guy that looks into weird stats like that you know what i mean um oh, yeah. and so Then Christian steals the TNT championship after Darby hits, I believe, a coffin drop or something along those lines. He hit like a finishing move of some kind on Luchasaurus. And then he gets tossed out of the ring by Christian Cage, who then pins his monster and becomes TNT champion for real this time. And I just got to say, Charlie, I feel like this is deserved. Christian Cage has been running the storyline himself for months. He absolutely deserves one more title reign before he retires, I think. And this is a great way if you're going to bring in Edge and have Edge have something to do. I think beating this guy for the TNT title is one of the things he could do. Um, so, uh, give me your thoughts on this match and Christian Cage being your new TNT champion.
1: Yeah, uh, I thought the match was was pretty enjoyable for what it was. Darby Allen is so fucking good in these spots, and the match we set up for Wrestle Dream is going to be awesome. i I, i'm with you on everything you said i I think eventually here one thing i noted was when this eventual luchasaurus face turn happens it's going to be incredible and i think christian won't have any problem in the world putting that title on onto luchasaurus and uh you know i they they needed to change up the tnt championship after what was happening to it and i think luchasaurus and christian cage did that and they you know three months later the title's viewed in my opinion differently than it was when it was just hopping around and it's funny enough you could take it back to the first episode of collision which is when it changed hands right so i view the title much differently now it's it's much more positive to me it's father of the year you know bring me the boy whatever you name it christian cage it it just does a lot of wonders putting this title around him and now putting it on him i'm excited to see what happens
0: christian cage is Um, coming for your dad though um yeah
1: yeah, he is uh I, i guess yeah let's talk about his title reign right um Sure. 96 days, so pretty lengthy title reign for the TNT title, where he won it off of Wardlow, as I just mentioned on AW Collision wait, episode who, who, one. Wait,
0: you, he won it off who?
1: I the fucking where has he been? Right, is, is has he disappeared into the midst? Do, do we even know? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't think he's been seen since. Actually, Jesus. Hopefully, he's okay. Talk about someone that would actually do very good in WWE. I know we were talking since we were talking guys in WWE that were released that I think would do good in AEW, I think Wardlow, if he lets his contract run out, he will do very very well in WWE. So he could do well in New Japan, I point. think too. Oh, he definitely could. But this guy, yeah, I mean, I could see him fucking being a being a mainstay on WWE Raw. Fuck it, send it in. Um, Luchasaurus went that. Wardlow and
0: Bolt, no <laughs> tag
1: team. Yo, by the way, dude. Bolden Oleg and uh, you know, guy, he's uh, he's getting some more spots here. Fuck, I forgot to mention it in news, but uh, Yuya is done in Impact, Yuomura, so maybe he'll make his way to a dub then. I think the uh, excursion's done. I don't think he's had to uh, New Japan. I think his nah, excursion's nah. done.
0: Steal him to buy, Steal him, him. Fuck buy, it. buy him, buy his t- plane ticket so he can't take it. No, um, yes, <laughs> trap him in America. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Luchasaurus his his first titled uh, defense was about a month later, where he defeated Sean Spears at Battle of the Belt Seven. Pretty decent match. I don't remember too much about it, but I remember enjoying it. Yeah, I agree. Um, about a month later, he defends it against Brock Anderson in, in a glorified squash on AW Collision Episode Nine. Uh, about three, four weeks, well, not, fucking another month later, he defeats Darby Allen at all out, and that that feud was in stone for a while there, and. That was a good match. That was a very good match at all out. And then he loses the title here in the three-way, collision number fifteen. So in terms of matches, I don't think it's the most memorable reign ever. No. But what we're gonna remember about it is how much we enjoyed the the ride of him and Christian Cage. And mm-hmm. I think what it's eventually going to end up being, whether it's Christian on this badass reign or it's a Luchasaurus face turn. No one's going to
0: remember that Luchasaurus was, like, not really defending this title. They're just going to look at the fact that he had that ridiculously long of a title reign and be like, man, I wonder what was going on. And they go back and be like, damn, him and Christian Cage were doing some really good stuff. I don't know how I never heard of this, you know, like.
1: Yeah, he's already, now he's, he's a multi-champion in AEW, TNT, and uh, Tag, so. You know, face Luchasaurus against heel Jack Perry would fucking bang. So. I, I agree. Um,
0: we already saw so, yeah. it one way. Let's see it the other, you know what I mean?
1: Agreed, agreed. But uh, maybe that's I how you bring did.
0: Jack back to the light through Luchasaurus, and you reform Jurassic Ooh, Express.
1: Back to the light. We we need Nick and Christian though. Nick Wayne and Christian for this title. I, we really yeah. 100
0: percent. Oh, hey man, if you're if you're not feeling Christian Cage's title reign for some reason, make Nick Wayne send
1: it. So what? What else we got on Collision episode
0: fifteen? We had uh, Don Callis backstage answering the Jericho and Omega challenge, uh, and it confirmed that the third member for Jericho or to face Jericho Ibushi and Omega will be, along with obviously uh, Kenosuke and Sammy, will be Will Osprey, who I think we all knew was going to be on the Wrestle Dream card. Didn't know yeah. where, didn't know if it was going to be singles or whatever. This is a great spot for him, and it makes all the sense in the world. Jerald, your thoughts? Fucking ten
1: out of ten. I didn't see this coming like you said that's going into the week. Now exiting the week. Give me give me what I want. I'm in 100%. Should be potential match of the year candidate. I'm just saying right
0: now. It should be. Uh if it's oh, not I'll be shocked. Absolutely. Um and yeah, we had Christian Cage backstage. He dedicated his win of the TNT title to Nick Wayne's mom. Um and he requested. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, was then told by was it Alex Marvez? Who was he being interviewed by here? I cannot remember. Shivani. Shivani. And Shivani has being told by uh, Tony Khan that he's been officially made a match, a two out of three falls match, uh, for the title against Darby Allen at Wrestle Dream. So we will be getting a Christian Cage title match on Wrestle Dream. Um. So that's. <laughs> good stuff and i wouldn't be shocked if darby wanted honestly uh you know a uh, one week title reign for christian cage at hit that uh, you know as late as he is in his career that wouldn't be that shocking and it would kind of be the right comeuppance for his character but it also could be the beginning of a long title reign well not long but like you know a semi-long title reign for him uh, agreed uh hook and rob van dam took on 2.0 who had anna jay and uh jake at, at the ringside with them jake Hager and anna jay obviously uh still you know i guess this is like sort of like uh the remnants of the jas just kind of still being friends i guess that makes sense um i assume some of them will split off from each other eventually but who knows um we got some of you still got a chance for rob um and i think hook is still improving i think rvd is like a welcome a welcome addition to like the i'm gonna call it the legends roster of AEW. your older wrestlers your christian cages your stings your you know your various ones i think he's a welcome addition i don't know how many matches he's gonna do um but uh they picked up the win with uh you know hook locking in the red room and then we hit a five star frog splash which you haven't already make sure you hit a five star frog slash review on this podcast and yeah so uh your thoughts on rvd nice. and aw
1: yeah, hey man if there, if you're an older legend and you want to not be embarrassed aw seems pretty safe at this point so seems pretty good it, to me it works yeah
0: we had a little recap video of the Eddie versus Claudio stuff, and we set up a match with Eddie Kingston taking on Katsuyora Shibata at WrestleDream <sighs> for both of his titles. <sighs> the Dark Order had a video segment that was kind of a little bit creepy, where they were like trying to convince people to join the Dark Order in a semi-creepy way. Um, we had the Kingdom backstage talking about punching wieners and doing pile drivers uh and uh let me just pull up the exact segment here because i don't remember what exactly was set up here i knew they do said they do set up a match for next week i want to say but i don't exactly remember what it was um i could be wrong i'm just i, I swear this segment did more than just punching in the wieners and pile drivers i i just i know they did that part it starts with a fucking
1: camera zoom in on their
0: bracelets saying neck yeah that was pretty funny the, the segment itself <laughs> was funny they were talking about the neck strong stuff obviously i'm sorry i'm scrolling through my notes right now to look um doo, 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 doo. scrolling back up yep yep yep. there's that dark order here we are um so i'll just read what it says on the article the kingdom were backstage upset at the best friends for costing them the shot at the ring of honor world tag titles they challenged the best friends to a tag team match next one week on collision to Allen and neck health awareness month okay yeah so that's where you do. You have to, where you had to do the superpowered next spot for, for for Trent next week, in my opinion, because um, he has neck. It's had history of neck injuries. He should be. He should have neck strength anyway. Um, Literally, this is how the canon works. Damn it. Um, but uh, the 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 thing I thought was funny out of this was uh, Nigel said something to the effect of, yeah, "They're gonna play with best friends and punch him in the and something with the wieners and something." And I was just like,
1: "Hey yo, Nigel, come on!" um Nigel
0: Nigel's just taking it too far nah but I love it um we had Julia Hart take on Kier Hogan Julia Hart's at a 25 match win streak Charlie god damn um they should probably do something with that huh anyway um which they might be you know they started this um with the you know Willow and everyone making the save on matches and stuff like that so um, Willow and Sky, you know, making the save in these matches. I think, I don't know if she's, like, starting, like, a, a, a triple threat feud or if she's just feuding with Sky, or if she's just feuding with Willow. I'm not sure what the deal is here. because She's also challenging Chris Statlander at the end of this match, so I, listen, I'm all for all of this. I love what Julia Hart's doing. I just would like a little bit more clarity of what's going on here, but I am really excited to see her face Chris Statlander at WrestleGene. but uh, she's locked in the Heartless, she's holding on it after, just like she did in the previous match um she keeps going back for more sky blue makes a save in this case in this case and then sky blue got that misting that i mentioned earlier um so i don't think they're gonna do the rerun the gimmick where sky blue becomes to the dark side now i mean it'd be interesting but i don't think they're gonna go there especially because you're introducing the righteous and you have the dark order doing their thing it'd just be a little bit much right now i think but unless we just have like a triple faction war between the three cults which would be interesting um dude i'm here for that i'm down um the battle she for the, ass, the battle man. for the soul of aew that's what you could call it um god
1: damn it yes
0: please do this anyway um <laughs> but yeah so your thoughts on chris statlander versus julia hart
1: at wrestle dream might have a new champ uh chris or uh julia hart beat the living shit out of kira hogan here huh oh
0: she certainly did yeah this is they're booking julia strong lately it and Chris Statlander's title reign doesn't need to be that long. This was a payoff for something that would have happened way before. I think we all know now, based on how they booked Chris, that she probably would have beaten Jade. And Jade's title reign may not have been as ridiculous as it was if she had been not injured at the time. You know, like, um, yeah. it's possible they may have stretched it out further that story. But I think eventually she was going to win the title.
1: I almost think Chris. I mean, we'll. we'll I'm gonna I'm gonna table. This thought. Got to. Got to stay tuned for the Wrestle Dream prediction.
0: Okay. The Righteous had a video package, some very, very cool stuff here, Um, where they're doing some very culty vibes and a different way than the Dark Order is doing. I think they're probably, since they're both doing these segments right now, they're probably talking like, hey, what are you doing so we don't like step on each other, you know? If not, they're just both smart enough to know. Um, And Vincent is just, he's fucking mesmerizing to listen to, man, it's crazy. Um, Andrade L. Elo, took on Switchblade J. White. Uh, Cardblade still remains to be the best commentator In AEW Um, It's just you can't beat him I mean Cardblade's always got something interesting to say And he's constantly I mean who knows more about wrestling than Cardblade Charlie I mean um,
1: Not a single fucking person that's who
0: We were inhaling with the Keyblade in this match Um, The The streak of matches both of these guys are having I think they just collided in the best way possible You know um, on collision (laughs) Anyway um, The juice was indeed loose on this match uh, the bang bang gang were, uh, always super, you know, they're, they're mega comedy, but they were even funnier in this match. Crab was with it. Two phenomenal wrestlers put on a phenomenal show. This is an awesome chance. Uh, juice attempted a capital murder with the, uh, with the, uh, you know, collision cowboy of the month, uh, award and, uh, the win man. off some shenanigans. Go ahead.
1: What are you saying? Juice got to stop trying to kill people.
0: Nah, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Um, <laughs> He, he's gonna get away with it. Um but yeah. I mean look at what, how many look at think about what kind of problems juice has. Look at Tony Storm. What the fuck is going on there? Anyway. Um <laughs> imagine what that's like at home. Fuck. Anyway, um <laughs> She's coming home dressed like a fucking starlet like what are you doing? Why <laughs> Anyway, um oh, We had Ortiz backstage uh explaining why he now hates Mike Santana. Um, I think we have a pretty great story going on between those two coming up here pretty soon. It's going to be really good. Um, and he, he's, he's pissed. At, uh, uh, sorry, Ortiz is pissed at Mike Santana right now. So, I'll be interested to see how that uh how that plays out. We also had Shane Taylor backstage, here again with Lee Moriarty, being like, yo, we're badass, and we're about to take over, so fuck you, basically. Austin opened and joined the commentary for the tag team title match. Um, I actually thought they were a little weaker on commentary than I would have expected them to be. Um, maybe they need to work on. Maybe that's their thing—is promos. When they cut an actual promo, they sound fine. Maybe it's just they're not used to being on TV yet, like that. I'm not sure, but yeah, they did. They didn't work. I I was expecting more from them on commentary. Maybe it's because the match didn't have a ton of time that we didn't get like time for them to like you know f- feel out the vibe of the commentary table. Not sure, but uh I do think Mark Davis did sound pretty smart here. Um, he just seems like an intelligent fellow um they i love that everyone was giving respect to the to workhorsemen you had ftr in their promo segments and like i think dax went out on twitter and, and made comments about how like, these guys are really good and they've known about them for years and i'm just glad the workhorsemen are finally getting a little bit of respect um i think one day we'll get this match for real charlie i think it'll be once they don't have the titles anymore and we get this match on like a dynamite those be like give me give us the workhorsemen let's make these guys let's make them the next ftr you know um yeah and I hope that we get that, but we we may not. But I really hope we can one day. We still got a great match for what it was though. Um, and JD and Anthony, I think by the end of this match had won this crowd over, bro. I think the crowd was behind them. I, I think they genuinely were because I think they realized how good they were. Picked up the win off of the uh, power bomb, like the like snap power bomb off the ropes that Jack does in a sharpshooter. It's a good little match. Made a little promo battle afterward between the tag champs and the challengers. And this got me really hyped for the match, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you, because it was like Aussie Open being like, you've said it before yourselves. We might be the best tag team in the world. You said that. And then Dax comes on and says, you're facing the greatest tag team in wrestling history this <laughs> Sunday. You better be ready for that. And they left you it at that. You better and be. Man, this is going to be an incredible match. FTR somehow is having like the greatest wrestling match of all time every pay-per-view. I don't know how that works.
1: It's very special. And I'm is this
0: going to be like the most insane title reign we talk about? Because we talked about some ones and Orange Cassidy's was insane. Is this the next one after that? It might be. No, nah, Athena's is going to be nuts, actually. That one's going to be crazy. But oh my goodness. Like, there's really good stuff here. We had the hot and flexible CJ Perry. I guess she's just going by CJ though in AEW, it sounds like, based on how they're referring to her. So CJ, I guess. Um, but I'm just gonna keep calling her CJ Perry because that's that's who we're talking about here. Uh, was backstage some really interesting stuff here. Like she's like talking about how she's managed people in the past. Miro comes up and is like, he's not he's 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 admitted that she's real at this point. Okay, she is real. He's talking to her now. Okay, and he's like, like why are you here? You know the our agreement is like that you stay at home and you stay out of the lights because it's your vice. And I get to go do this and I get to take out my frustrations on people here because it's my vice, you know? And yeah. she's like, yeah, but I got to do what I got to do. And you got to do what you got to do. And the only thing I ask is that you keep your hands off the people I choose to manage. And he looks pissed that she's not going to be managing him, you know? And mm-hmm. I think we got a big, dude, if we have like the the battle of the sexes, you know, the classic wife versus husband thing, that could be some really interesting stuff there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I'd be into it. And, yeah, so I'm really interested to see where that goes. Um, I do think they'll reunite eventually, but I'm not sure if it'll be yet. I think Miro needs to claim a massive victory, maybe a championship, you know, for that to, to be a thing. We got some updates on next week's Dynamite card. I don't even remember what they said was going to be here. I'm sure I could actually look. What, what? We had uh,
1: Willow versus Julia Hart.
0: Ah, so that should be the last win that she gets it before the title, if she wins the title. Or
1: Which, by the yeah. way, that's a pretty big win if she does that. Like If she beats Willow? yeah oh yeah What's up? Will- willow's pretty damn protected like oh 100
0: not- D- willow went on to win the goddamn new japan strong women's championship you know what i mean like anyway um yeah and so that was pretty cool we got that little add to the card so excited for that match um I- I- she should win that if she's going into the title match so that should be huge um and it should be a good match too given what willow and her both have done recently so we had a Wrestle Dream video package with Tony Khan doing some voiceover for the Wrestle Dream card rundown. I thought that was yeah, really nice. Cool, yeah. Tony Khan's voice. I, I I wish he would do more stuff. I don't want him to become obsessed with being on air, obviously, but I think he's good, man. I think he gets it. And I think if he doesn't get a little, he does get a little excited sometimes, as he you know probably is constantly backstage because he's like the he's literally the wrestling man that runs a wrestling company now, you know, like but I, I really like this here. It's really cool. I love seeing TK get directly involved with, with the show because he should be because it's his show. This is his baby. Yes, the Young Bucks and Cody and yeah, whatever. But Tony Khan is the real... At the end of the day, all those guys will be gone from the company one day and Tony Khan will probably still be running things. So, you know, unless some like tragedy happens and Brian Danielson becomes the CEO of AEW or something, you know, but like, I don't think that's going to happen. So, you know, um, okay. hopefully. Especially if we keep getting matches like the next match, Charlie. Ricky Starks took on Brian Danielson in a Texas death match. JR joined us for commentary. When you heard this match was announced, Charlie, what did you think? Because uh, a lot of people probably wanted Brian Danielson to take it easy heading into Like, I I, me personally, probably would have preferred him to not, like, you know, try and kill himself. Like, two weeks out from, you know, the pay-per-view that he's going to be wrestling the possibly greatest wrestling match of all time on. And uh, so what was your thoughts when this match was first announced? <laughs>
1: Uh, I couldn't believe what the fuck we were getting. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, some wrestlers are like, "Ah, I'm gonna take the last couple weeks of the pay per views and do a couple promos. Maybe not actually wrestle a match. Maybe do a segment on the show to hype up people." Brian Danielson wrestles a fucking Texas Death Match. Yep. All right. Uh, so first thing we get told is that uh, Ricky Starks told Big Bill to stay in the back because he wanted to beat uh, Danielson for real. Uh, they went out into the crowd. Brian Daniels had dumped a trash can on him. Like literally, like he literally dumped, he just dumped it on it. They, they didn't even dump the trash out. The trash can it just landed on him anyway. Um, uh, Kevin Kelly had this funny comment about, uh, Aubrey Edwards is kind of just there as like, just to count the three, because she has no judicial weaponry in this match. I thought that was a pretty funny way to refer to it. Um, <clears throat> Ricky Starks, uh, a one for one diving into the crowd and not breaking his leg. Unlike CM Punk. And he actually dove from the ring into the crowd. So, I mean, that's a lot more dangerous, I feel like. So uh, it's another L for Punk. Um, and uh, they're letting Brian Cook with gas these days, dude. They have, they have unleashed the reins on Brian Danielson. They've just said, you know what, man? Do whatever the fuck you want. It's your time. Just take everything, and no prisoners, Brian. And he said, "All right, fine. I'll execute all the prisoners." No, they said, "No, no prisoners. Not execute the current ones, Brian. No." Anyway, um, allowed. Brian said that no, we don't have the resources. Anyway, um, and uh he took a ring bell to the skull. Got his head cracked all over the table. Got busted open. My man got beat with a microphone, a steel chair. Then he hit his spider suplex out of the corner. Uh, we got the We Want Tables chance. These bloodthirsty people in the crowd. Uh, we got a, the blood-coated strap from the strap match was used as a weapon. God, AEW is so fucking metal. Um, we had uh, some cool chain wrestling. Ha, 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 ha. No, we had a chain introduced as a weapon um that was a really funny comment by uh what was it? uh nigel was like oh, you know i've always been a fan of chain wrestling i was like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> god damn it nigel um you got people got choked with a chain brian hit some hammering elbows down brian wrapped his knee with the chain and then kicked his fucking head in and hit a psycho knee with the chain for the win this match was fucking awesome charlie
1: Brian Danielson just gets it, right? I mean, he just gets it. He, he is it. the
0: greatest wrestler of all time for a reason.
1: What What's happening with Ricky Starks before our very eyes is truly something fucking awesome. And I, I just, sky's the limit. The sky is the limit. I, I, got, I mean, like, dude, think think about this. Brian Danielson's having a fucking Texas death match <laughs> just for why 8 Who days knows, out from dude? the
0: biggest match of his career probably.
1: Oh, it's it's so fucking cool, man. It's so cool. And I'm I'm so glad that we're here to see it,
0: you know? You know, after he faces Zack Sabre Jr. Charlie, there's only one left thing for Brian to do in AEW, right? I mean, besides face Kenny again, obviously, but we can do that whenever. There's one thing he still has to do. He's got to win that world title. He's got to win it. Would, how, how beautiful would that full circle moment of revolution to full gear, Brian wins it at the end of the year to close out his year? How beautiful
1: would that be? It'd be pretty fucking nuts. It really would. Um, but yeah, so I guess let's, uh, let's end our show by talking about some wrestle dream, huh? We'll do some predictions here. We'll do the we'll do the classic since it's a, an odd number. You you go first. Even I will go first, all right? Um let's open us up with a four way tag match for a future AEW World Tag Team Championship match. We have the Young Bucks versus the Guns versus the Lucha Brothers versus Orange, Cassidy, and Hook. So historically, I think
0: Orange Cassidy and Hook probably win this, right? Because it's a random tag team they're throwing together. That match is probably gonna be a loss for them no matter what. And they can just put it on next week, or they can put it on six months from now, and who's going to care? Um, but I actually would like to see the Young Bucks win here, and we set up a, another match with FDR because I think that is—I think that's just money. I think you can keep running that until yeah. you take those titles
1: off of FDR. I think I think if the Young Guns or if the, if the Young Bucks or the Guns win, they're going to challenge FDR at full at a uh, full gear. I think. That being said, I'm with yeah, you. I, I, I guess the that. Young Bucks.
0: I could see the guns for the same reason,
1: though, like you were saying. Yeah. No, I, they've been getting over on collision more and more. So, all right. We have a singles match, the TBS championship, where we have Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart. And I got Julia Hart winning. So, go ahead and tell me why. Because you said there was, like, more of a reason for why you think that might be. Yeah. And I think one of the big reasons is I think Chris Statlander is going to be used against Soraya. Uh, She has, you know, with the injuries and everything going on and Tony Storm losing, my guess right now is Statlander. We, we talked about it with Jade before, you know, at the time, Jade was the big heel and they needed more final boss heels to face. Statlander is the final boss baby face right now, and we have a heel world champion. And I, I don't think they want to have a TBS championship go hundreds of days again. Like, you know, even more than it already has. At least not right and, back to back if they're ever going to do it again. Really. Yeah, with Julia Hart getting as organically over as she is right now, it just makes a lot of sense. Like, it might be now or never for her. And Chris Stadlander, she's going to have plenty of these opportunities because she's a proven commodity. But Julia Hart, this is brand new for her. And it I, I think in a now or never world, you got to strike now and get uh, the House of Black some, some gold again. So I got Julia Hart.
0: I can see everything that you're saying. I just don't think they're taking that off Chris just yet, so I'm going to go Chris Statlander here just cuz I think is a good okay. possibility she, you know, has a couple more matches with this cuz I think she deserves it.
1: Oh yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun title reign. All right, you have a singles match for the ROH World Championship and the Strong Openweight Championship, Eddie Kingston versus Katsuyori Shibata. Eddie takes down another Japanese legend. I uh, 100% with you. Two out of three falls match for the AEW TNT Championship: Christian Cage versus Darby Allen. I got Christian Cage. I think. Yeah, that, I, I think, think we're just. I think one, we're getting
0: yeah. more. I think we're getting six more months of Christian Cage this time with him as the champion, and it's going to be great. And he's going to be even more insufferable. And watch, protect your dads, everybody. He's coming for him.
1: Six man tag team match: Chris Jericho and the Golden Lovers versus the Don Callis family: Takeshita, Guevara, and Will Osprey. do you got?
0: So, Don Callis' group has been losing a lot. I think they
1: get a win here, buddy. Yeah. I'm with you. I got the Don Callis family. And, uh, holy shit. Wouldn't that be awesome? Tag team match for the ROH World Tag Team Championship. Better than you, Bebe versus the Righteous. I'm going better than you, baby. Agree. I think
0: they're probably going to face most of Ring of Honor's tag division and get all of them a little more over, and then someone's eventually going to beat them that nobody expects. Maybe the infantry.
1: Tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. FTR versus Aussie. Open. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Okay. You th- okay. Dude, I'm down. If Aussie Open wins, I'm fucking down. Oh, my yeah. Did I,
0: did I did I forget to mention that the Bucks were going to be my champions going into that rematch? That they, they won the, the right to get laid? I didn't think that that match was going to be setting up FTR full year. No, no, no. They're winning that Ooh. title. They're winning those titles back. Eventually, and it doesn't have to be at full gear. They're going to have That'd be Aussie a great three way match, by reign. the way.
1: Aussie Open, FTR, Young Bucks at full gear. I
0: mean, if you want to do that way, I'm down with that too. There's a lot of options you could go with out of that, but I still think you could have the Young Bucks win and Aussie Open win, and it, then it just makes everybody go, "What the hell is all this
1: going?" Okay, okay. I got FTR. I got FTR retaining. And you know what? Now you've
0: convinced me. I actually, I actually think Aussie Open are winning because they're setting up that trios match, and we're. Finally figuring out who the best tag team in the world is once and I for think all. that's
1: your main event at Full Gear too. If you do it, it's in L.A. too, dude. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. Uh, I if we get that trios match, I'll be open after to win here. So, um, all right, Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. I got Swerve. I got I got him taken down. Yep, big give big Swerve his in. big
0: pay per view win. Set up something for him. Maybe it's a world title match for MJF at full gear. If that's what you want to do, I'm, I'm so down. You know?
1: Yeah, I'm in. Last match, you already know Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. What do you got? Uh, as much as I want Brian to win
0: this, I think he puts over. I think he puts him over as the greatest technical wrestler of all time. I think he does. I think Brian puts over Zack Saber Jr. and concedes that he's better
1: i'm with you i think he does and then i think i think but it's gonna be an incredible ride i think 10 years from now zach does the same to the next person whether it's daniel garcia or someone else i think zach does the same i i think zach's ever if we
0: does. get like a jedi to padawan fucking legacy with this fucking technical wrestler shit i'm so down dude like
1: they're both vegans too man like well, what's what's in the vegan diet to make you become a fucking Texan god like this? I, I genuinely don't think I'm so excited for this match. I I I got no words for it. I can't wait to watch it. And um, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That'll be it for us today, everyone. Um, again, at eat sleep elite at bane duke at old charlie with an x instead of an a twitch tv backslash the duke of derps where you can catch duke streaming some starfield, and uh, that's been the vibe this week. We'll be back next week. Where we're talking some Wrestle Dream. Um, look at that, we're we're like perfectly at two hours today. Thanks everyone for hanging out, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Wardlow, take us home. <laughs>